mean, what do you want to do? I don't know. We don't have an intro. Let go. Welcome back to the Glazier Gamble Podcast. I am Michael Glazier. And I am hungry. Welcome. This is episode 13. And uh, we just want to say before we get started, because we do have a really good one for you today. Uh, if you've been liking the podcast and you've been liking all the clips lately, make sure you show that. Uh, make sure to hit that like button, but don't hit it hard. Hit it like post-prom. And make sure to subscribe if you've been enjoying it. I've been putting in a lot of work, putting out those videos, putting out the clips. I've gotten a lot of comments lately, and the Twitter interaction has skyrocketed. So if you haven't seen that or seen us on Twitter, check out Twitter. It's just at Glazier Gamble and at JJ Jaffet Plane, and you'll see us there. We've got uh, some clips even now that are not going on YouTube, are just going on to Twitter. So if you want to see all the content. Everyone I've been seeing, I've been liking, I've been watching them, I've been liking them, and I've been retweeting them. So. <laughs> There's one that comes out this uh, Sunday, or Saturday, that uh, if you missed the podcast last week, at least see that clip on Twitter, because I think you'll enjoy it. Um, but yeah, now that that's out of the way, the obligatory YouTube uh, smash, like, and subscribe, yeah, really helps us out. Let's jump into it. NBA, just like we always start with NBA. So, Timberwolves, Jared Vanderbilt. Jared Vanderbilt, Vando, got an extension. Yep. But he's not the only Timberwolf that got an mm -mm, extension. Mm -mm. Our backup, backup point guard. But also, fan our, favorite. Yeah. Fan favorite. He's 5'11", I think. He yep. can get up and dunk. I don't want to compare it to Tyus Jones because they're different players. Mm -hmm. um, but where McLaughlin probably lacks in Tyus' shooting, um, he's more energetic. And, you know, he's just kind of all over the floor, the J-Mac is. Jordan so, McLaughlin so. is the, the other guy that got the extension. Um as a couple, as a Detroit Pistons fan told me, he calls him McLaughablein, which I think is a terrible, like, trying to mock him. But, you know, apparently that's what some other fans... Should look at his franchise first before... Yeah, exactly. But most of the teams that have, like, rivalries with Timberwolves are, that are near Minnesota are all in the Eastern Conference, because Timberwolves should probably be in the Eastern Conference, too. That's been a whole thing for years. But anyway... Two of our young guns locked up for three years, I believe. Yep, yep, Two years, years with a player option. Yeah, so Vando's roughly like four and a half million a year. McLaughlin's uh, like two million. Now, were they were they three years or were they two years with a player? I, or think, a it's, team? I think it's just three years. Okay. Because I like the ones without the options. I think option is basically building like in the, the We're not sure. I like the team, team options. Um, I think player options are given to the superstars. Team options yeah. are usually given to players that are unproven and I just think guys like Vanderbilt and McLaughlin have proven enough where you don't need to give them an option and the money was so mediocre yeah I mean compared to what the big guys or not McLaughlin Vanderbilt's 22 I think mm -hmm. so he's you know he's a plus plus defender and um I think he's kind of trying to f they gave him a, a medium-sized deal because I think in the future they're like if you play well if you play well 
we'll we'll give you a you know four year deal that's worth a respectable amount of money. Yeah. So which I think he will. I think he's been doing well, and I honestly think McLaughlin is going to find a way to increase his minutes. He found a way throughout the, all of last season. It was getting like a minute here, two minutes there, right. up more and more. Oh, yeah, I think they like him. Yeah, so I think he'll make his way up there to be honest. And Jaden McDaniels was in the same case for a little bit. So. Yeah. And now he's just now he's a starter. Now so. it's a, so it's is that Chris Finch's ability to develop. Was that just good picks? Because I mean, yeah, I mean, they they did acquire Ant and um, Bolmaro mm-hmm. and uh, McDaniel's prior to Chris Finch getting there. Right. But I saw Chris Finch. I don't know if if this that decision was made for Jaden to just enter the starting lineup, but I know it was basically the whole of Chris Finch's tenure last year was just Jaden McDaniel's was in there at the three, I think. So yeah. Well, I saw some people saying that some. NBA guys, I was talking to a, I don't know if he's technically a team representative of the the Orlando Magic, and he was saying that his talks were saying that McLaughlin and Vanderbilt signings were to help with a potential trade the Timberwolves were looking for. As we know, the only player that I think the Timberwolves have been linked to for trading is Ben Simmons and Miles Turner. So, sure, that, there's su- that's such a small salary though. That's, that's kind a, of surprising. I don't right. know if I. The only thing that that would make sense if if that means the Timberwolves think that there'll be an additive salary onto like a Beasley trade. Sure. But um, yeah, I didn't believe that. I thought this was just assigning guys that we're building. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I just wanted I'm to let people know. I'm a huge fan of Vanderbilt. I don't think his 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 he hasn't reached his offensive peak yet. I also don't think he's reached his defensive peak, mm-hmm. but he's already. A plus defensive player, just like Jaden McDaniels, who definitely hasn't reached his offensive peak oh, yet. No, he's going to get wet, especially from that clip we saw of him working out. Yeah. He's definitely getting better working on his game. Um, I just wanted to report that because we're not technically media or reporters, but right. I have been working on actually getting some connections into the league that are reliable, not just Twitter connections. And, uh, yeah, that was like a guy that I was able to talk to that that was what his information was. So I just wanted to report that for you guys. Um Sticking with the Eastern Conference, Jaleel Okafor signed a non-guaranteed contract. Yeah, I wonder if they go back, like we talked about doing those redrafts, how far he would fall. He might know. be go down to second round yeah. or undrafted. Yeah, that's not, not great. It, it's Can you find 60 players that from that draft or that year, maybe undrafted guys, that were better than Jaleel? I don't know if you can find 60. Yeah, he might be... I mean, his first year he was good with the Sixers. Right. You might be able but, to find a team that he'd fit on better that year. Right. Like, but, yeah. I mean, he was good on the Sixers. He wouldn't be a first-rounder. But also, Johnny Flynn was good on the Timberwolves. Compared so. to potential number one overall pick, he would fall very yeah. far. Right. But, yeah. And then another guy that signed, but this one time was Western Conference, Dante Exum. Signed with the Rockets. So or he, played, he had signing. a little stint last year, 24 games with them. He, he was the Jazz's like bench guy, right? Six, yeah. kind of six man ish. Yeah, not. he played. He played 24 games with the Rockets last year, so I think they're, they're bringing him back. I remember when he was coming out of college age. I remember thinking Timberwolves might get him, so I had to pay attention to what he was doing. Right. I thought he looked all right. Um, there was a couple guys. I feel like that year. I feel like that was around the same time Ty Lawson was. I feel like it was Yeah, I feel like it was around that time, but um, for some reason that's what I feel. And then uh, another char- got another character, another <laughs> another player that got an extension was Aaron Gordon, which yep. shocked me that he got ninety two million yep. for four years. I think uh, a lot of people were like, he may not be worth it. 
But um, like they said, they traded all those assets for him. I think that's why they had to, basically. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like the only reason they gave him so much was because of his potential to get back to what he was in Orlando. Sure. But also because of what they gave up to get him. Right. Um, if you can get Aaron Gordon back to well, what yeah, he was they doing, can all get if they can get if the Nuggets can get healthy, it'd be it'd be fun to see what they can. But actually he wasn't do. doing great. Yeah. When they didn't have Jamal Murray. Right. When Michael Porter Jr. wasn't playing like max yeah. minutes, like, and he still wasn't. Yeah. So, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. Still a better contract than uh, John Wall. Better contract than Kristaps Porzingis too. Yeah. Uh, speaking of John Wall um, and Kristaps Porzingis potentially, Rockets say they want to move on from John Wall and they want to work with him to try to find a, a to find a good trade suitor. Yep. Right. Uh, How I don't know. <laughs> So we talked about this a little bit on, um, I called you on my ride home, and there's really very few contracts that kind of like match up with John Wall's $44.8 million or whatever, and one of those is Kristaps Porzingis. So um, I'm not sure if Rockets would have to give up something or if Dallas would have to give up something, but just a one-for-one one swap. Dallas, you're getting out of the Kristaps Porzingis contract for three or four years, depending on how much is left. And then you just have the John Wall, which has one year, and then a player option, which he more than likely is going to opt into. Right. Um, because why wouldn't you want to just sit on the bench and collect 45 mil? So. Chris Paul opted out of his, and then he got paid. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if... I uh, would assume John Wall would opt in, but, uh, you know, if he didn't, then the Mavericks would opt... If they could guarantee John Wall won't opt in, maybe they get a restructure... Where Rockets pay off that part of that last right. year, and then John Wall just decides, okay, that payoff of partial last year to make me a free agent after next year is fine. Yeah. Maybe that works. Otherwise, if I'm the Mavericks, you might as well take your 20 games of Chris Dops. Yeah. But uh, otherwise, I can't really think of any other players that could add up to his level of contract. You could try to find a team that currently has, like, nine players on the yeah, roster. Yeah, so, like, if, I know a lot of people, the first thought of people is, is like, oh, Ben Simmons. But you're you're Houston, you're trying to rebuild. You're not going to include John Wall in a trade and then include your assets to get Ben Simmons. That's not, you're not going to well, do that. And as the, as the Sixers, you don't want John Wall. Exactly. And that's, that's the whole issue is, like, you want to find a suitor for him, but... You can't really send him to a contender because the contender doesn't want to give you the pieces it would require to add up to That's that why contract. That's Dallas makes sense for me. They don't want Kristaps. Yeah. But then again, but with Luka having the second highest usage rate last right. year, which means he has the ball all the time, John Wall would have to be like a slashing two guard or he'd come off the bench. Yeah, and John Wall's, I mean, John Wall's defense was good when he was right. at, at you know his peak, so maybe but, they need some more... You know, Mavericks do want defense, and I'm sure John Wall would add to that. But I just feel like that John Wall still doesn't fit that team with the usage rate of right. You got to get uh, Tim Tim Hardaway Jr. shots too. Exactly. So, so um, I think John Wall is going to be difficult to move in general. He's if he wants to go somewhere specific, he's going to have to give up money. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm going to assume they're going to have to restructure before the deal goes through. Agree to. Restructure the contract. Houston will have to agree to pay like ten million of next year, or right. that instead of that option, he's gonna have to swallow twenty of that, and then maybe the team that he's trading to sure. will pay the last ten million of that option. Sure. So he ends up getting half of what he would normally have gotten for that year, but he still gets forty million. Like right. he'll have to do something like that, in yeah. my opinion. If he's um, smart, he's just like, I wanna, 
I, I wouldn't mind being traded to Dallas and then make Houston and Dallas figure it out. No, right. I, I think I think if that, he's also if he's smart, trade me to some like a contender. Like, yeah, I'll I'll eat all that money, sign for a minimum deal, right. and send me to sure. the Bucks, send me to the right. Sixers, send me to the Bull, like just right. one of these other. He'd probably be good on the Heat, Wizards. Yeah, I. That's what I'm, I said. Send him to the Wizards. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, that's it for our NBA news. Wait, no, we have one no, more. We have one more. Yeah, the Bleacher, Bleacher Report. Report. You saw a trade projected by them, or like what a, they yeah, think would a be Bleacher a good Report. trade. Bleacher Report article. Because um, we mentioned the Timberwolves potentially being linked to Ben Simmons. Right. We had a couple videos about Ben Simmons. That's what people seem to be wanting to listen right. to us and talk I've got about. That, I've got a, the final offer. That I think I would that I would do for Ben Simmons. Yeah, I think um, so. Here's the projected one. And then this you give yours. The, so the so the article was: What would the Timberwolves have to give up with with keeping their stars? Yeah, without giving up a star. Yeah, which is D'Angelo Russell, Anthony Edwards, or Carl Anthony Towns. So they said: Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverly, Jaden McDaniels, mm-hmm. and then a. 2022 first round pick, a 2024 first round pick, a 2026 first round pick, and a 2028 first round pick, all unprotected. Yeah. So, what do you think about that? Dumb. At, like, first of all, <laughs> just at this point, the Sixers are not going to get multiple first round picks unless a team is desperate. Right. Unless a team is desperate for Ben Simmons, there's just no way they're getting first, or unless they agree to get a role like a couple role players and not a starter right and then they'll have to run Thibel and Maxi in their starting lineup both and figure it out from there sure. like unless the Sixers agree some direction I don't think they're getting multiple first yeah. so the idea of four like so Jade McDaniels was a second round pick right he's a first round pick All right, so Jade McDaniels was a first round pick yep. Malik Beasley was a first round pick and Patrick Beverly I'm not sure undrafted yep. so you're saying that Ben but a, but a starter. But like, he's a starter. Yeah, so a starter and six first round picks. Yeah. You're saying that Ben Simmons is worth more than Anthony Davis at yeah. this point. Yeah. And that's just not the case. Yeah. That's just that's not the so. case at all. I think Malik um, Beasley would have to be included in that deal. I do think Malik has to be included if you're not going to give up Russell, Edwards, or Cat. Yeah. Which obviously the Wolves aren't, don't want to, and I think they'd be dumb to do so. Right. Um, ben Simmons... We've said it every time for the people that like have been getting upset with us. Right. We've said it every time. Ben Simmons would be an w- amazing fit on the Timberwolves, but Ben Simmons isn't taking the Timberwolves anywhere if it's Ben Simmons and Cat, yeah. and they gave up D'Lo and Anthony exactly. Edwards. Like Ben Simmons and Cat aren't going anywhere. Right. You they'll have they'll to do what the him. Sixers are doing. They're going to the playoffs and then get home. You have home. to add him to a team that has those stars, and you have to keep those stars. And what, is the Timberwolves' goal to make the playoffs, or is the Timberwolves' goal to? Try to win the championship yeah. in two to three yeah, years. Yeah, if you get rid of D'Angelo Russell or Anthony Edwards and you get Ben Simmons, you're going to make the playoffs, but you're not going to throw it. Yeah, is that, the... is that what you think your peak is? Like, it's the Browns, the like Cleveland Browns, they have made the playoffs after their long drought. They're not happy yet. Right. Yeah. So the Timberwolves shouldn't be happy with just making the playoffs. No team should. No team yeah. should be like, ah, at least we made the playoffs. It's like, yeah. you didn't and win it all. Any move you can do to win yourself a championship... You do it. Right. So, so getting rid of the the Timberwolves have to, which is why the, why first round picks have to be included. Yeah. So you had what you think is a good final offer. Yeah, this is what I would do if I was the 
owner of the Timberwolves. If mm-hmm. I was A Rod or Mike Laurie, right? Not Glenn Taylor. <laughs> but before so, we move them to, so Seattle. I also saw something that <laughs> I also saw something that um, uh, apparently Timberwolves ownerships are fine going into the luxury tax. Good, they something. should. Yeah. It, so no team, any team that tries to not go into the luxury tax probably isn't winning anything. Yeah. So my final offer for Ben Simmons, um, and you could subtract some if you want to, but this is just the max I'd be giving. Okay. So Malik Beasley. Okay. Um, Torian Prince is a more is available sooner to be traded before Patrick Beverly, because we acquired we traded Ricky Rubio for Torian Prince a second and cash or something like that. So I would include Torian Prince in that before Patrick Beverly is available because I think Patrick Beverly is a key piece that we want. So Malik Beasley, Torian Prince. I would include Josh Okogie. I would include 2022 first round pick, 2024 first round pick, and then I believe next year we have. Three, three seconds. seconds. Yep. So I'd include two of those seconds. So two seconds, two firsts, Prince, Akogi, and Beasley. Yes. That would be my final offer for Ben Simmons. I think the Sixers should jump at that. Um, I think Torian Prince becomes a bench player for them as opposed to a potential starter for the Timberwolves. Um, I think Malik Beasley for them could be a shooter off the bench, could work his way into the starting lineup if they decide, or like could be a in their end of game lineup, yeah. Like the, if they need a three, he's a better scorer than Danny Green. He's yeah, he's a better scorer than Danny Green. He's a better shooter than Tobias Harris, right. not necessarily by our yeah, better he's a scorer. scorer. He's... Um, and then a Kogi is a you're you're losing Ben Simmons defense, so you get a Kogi's wing defense. You just lose the scoring. post defense right. that you get from Simmons. You lose the scoring that you get from Simmons, and you lose the distributing game. Right. But you get to keep the defense. Um, and you get some at, you get some picks, and then you get four picks, two of them being firsts. Um, and then I would say, if I'm the Wolves, I start that by offering that one being lottery protected, and the other one being like one of those protections where if it's top tw- like a top twenty protected, right. something like that. And then if it you do get top twenty the next year, it's unprotected. Right. So I would do that, and then if the Sixers say no. My counter offer would be okay. Both of those picks are unprotected. Yeah. And then my counter offer to that. Personally, like I think, like I said, I think Sixers should jump at that. I think right. that's a great signing for both. The Timberwolves lose some scoring and lose their future, but again, Simmons, D'Lo, Ant, McDaniel's, Cat, Slack, all on the, Cat, all on the Vando, same team. Vando, McLaughlin, all Beverly. on the slate for the next three years. So then so. you have a potential three years. Timberwolves are actually a potential like deep playoff team. Yeah. And um, yeah, those first round picks that you're giving up aren't going to matter because exactly. the first round picks isn't isn't going to do anything for you, right? So I think the Sixers should jump at that, and I don't think Daryl. I think Daryl Morey would take those two first round picks and move them anyway. Sure. So I think um, I think they should jump at it, and I think that'd be smart. I get it if the Sixers fans think that it's that that's not enough. If it if you want to make it enough, maybe add in a third team yeah. or. Switch Torian Prince for Patrick Beverly when he becomes available. Sure. I don't really want to lose Beverly. I'm not a, like a huge Patrick Beverly fan, right? Just because he's one of those guys. If he's not on your team, you probably don't like him. If he's on your team, you like him type right. of guys. Now that he's on our team, I feel like I should like him, right? But because of he's never been on our team, I haven't liked him. Um, but I would say I'd get a third team involved, and uh, maybe like the, I propose this to you, kind of as a joke. But it might be able to work. You get the Pacers involved. The right. Timberwolves also want to get Miles Turner. Right. Now the Timberwolves either throw in Beverly and Layman as well, right. 
or maybe Beverly and Vanderbilt, one of those two guys yeah. they signed, McLaughlin, somebody like that, or just throw in one of those guys. You don't have to include two. And then maybe another first. One of those two firsts that you threw in goes to Pacers. The Pacers maybe throw in a first and another like future right. first to the Sixers. And they give up, or maybe the Sixers give the Pacers Thibel or Maxi or one of their young sure. potential guys. There's some pick swaps in there. Like if you want to big get block, blockbuster, big blockbuster. If you don't, if you want more than what your final offer was, you'd have to get a third team involved because yeah. I think what you said, the big furthest high, like the higher up you can go, is making those protect those picks unprotected and swapping Prince for Beverly. I think right. the, that's the highest you can go. Yeah. Like, the offer that you made, there's no very little room. Yeah, so the Sixers think, could say I that's not putting enough. A, having a lineup out there that's Beverly, Simmons, and Vanderbilt would be a crazy plus defensive team. You, you have no scoring, but I mean zero like, scoring. But you, you'd have slashing. Yeah. So I mean, and if Beverly's having a good night, he's a decent shooter. Yeah, so. he's a good shooter. Better shooter than me. So you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's about as high as you can go. And what you offered, I think, is fair for both sides. Good for both sides, and because of the type of manager Jer- Daryl Morey is, he would either turn Prince and those picks into Something a else. twenty million dollar type of fringe pro uh, all star level guy. He would turn it into that and keep a Kogi for defense, and I think he would do some more work. Sure, I think if they are not able to get one of those max contract level players that they've been saying and six first round picks. Um, if they're not able to get that, Daryl Morey will keep trading anyway. Um, so I say if I'm the Sixers, just do it. Cool. And there's our obligatory Ben Simmons Yeah, that's take. my final offer. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a fair final offer. And I want Ben Simmons on the team yeah. because he fits the team. But we mentioned it. We will not blow up a young roster to do what the Sixers are doing. Right. Because the goal isn't to make the playoffs. The goal is to win the championship. Yeah. If the Sixers' goal was to make the playoffs and not win the championship, they wouldn't be trading Ben Simmons. So why would the Timberwolves trade for... Yes, they haven't made the playoffs in forever. Since Jimmy. Since Jimmy. but And then before that, it was since, like, Kevin Love. So your goal shouldn't be the playoffs. You should... They should... After making this trade, they should make the playoffs. But then the Wolves need to keep developing, potentially make another trade next year for somebody if their goal is championship. Exactly. So... That's our thing. That's what we have to say. If you don't like it, let us know what you think. Um, we have we've had some people respond and let us know what they think. So um, if you have any <laughs> if you have any ideas, feel free to tell us because um, that would be our final offer. If you say no, so be it. Both teams move on. Timberwolves will be potentially another if they stay fully healthy. Maybe eighth seed best yeah. out in first play round, in tournament. Yeah. play in tournament, something like that. But um, if they say yes, I think both teams are in the playoffs. So we'll see. Now let's move on to our NFL discussion. Um, Demarcus Lawrence today, he broke his foot. Yep. And uh, he's out for the rest of the year. So I was, I thought the Cowboys were really impressive week one. Uh, I did not think it was going to be that close of a game. I did think they'd cover, which they did, but... um, yeah, yeah, they uh, they they were a lot better, and I think that their 
defense being healthy was important. And yeah. every year their defense isn't healthy. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, since Sean Lee. Sean Lee would get hurt every year, be out for Van Der Esch got hurt. Uh, Jalen Smith kept getting hurt. Yeah. Demarcus Lawrence now. Randy Gregory. Byron keeps, Jones. Byron Jones kept getting hurt. Even before that was, um, they had that slightly older safety who was a corner. God, I'm blanking on his name. But anyway, they, they've always had injury issues. And now with him getting hurt, I do think it's a major hit on their team. Their offensive line's still getting hurt. It's the same thing as always. Yeah. It's Cowboys have a great roster if they can be fully healthy. Yep. And they can't. Yeah. And uh, I just don't see... With, so Randy Gregory, the reason he was moving up was because... Demarcus Lawrence is on the other side. You both can't you can't double one because right. now that with him developing, um, they've actually been able to complement each other on both right. sides. Now he can get doubled unless yeah. hit it's good. and it's it's it sucks seeing a good a good player like a great player get hurt right. because like you want to see the like he's former sack leader. Mm-hmm. You want to see those. You want to see the That's sacks. Every every team like when I play the Packers when the, or when I when the Vikings play the Packers. Yeah. I want to see the Packers fully healthy, yeah. but I want the Vikings to be fully healthy, and then I want I want to beat the other team when they're fully healthy because then you know where you are. If the other team's hurt, like now Lyle Collins for the uh, the Cowboys is also suspended. If you beat the Cowboys right now, you don't necessarily know that you're better than the right. Cowboys. And I just I don't know. It makes better football when everybody's healthy. So um, I hope he can come back next year fully healthy, but. It's the same thing with the Cowboys every year, unfortunately. They just can't stay healthy, and we all want to see that. Every, nobody, Everybody talks about that roster partially because of the Cowboys, but partially because the roster is that team. good. Yeah, yeah, no, they got pieces all over the place. It's just they got to put it together. They got to stay healthy. And if they're not going to stay healthy, maybe do something about it. I don't know, like make some moves, do something. <laughs> do something. <laughs> now, Panthers... Their game, I don't, did you see the mixed reality, reality Panther? Thing, yeah. It was very, very it was cool. cool yeah. But um, I saw people were saying like that technology is ter- or, like super inaccurate, terrible. Okay, what's your team doing? Yeah. What'd your team do that was that cool? They let a cannon off every time you score a touchdown? Good for you. Uh, we, well, we used to do that. We used to have like, fireworks. fireworks. Well, now, now they have... Banned. Yeah. Now the Vikings yeah. have a ship at the beginning that blows fire. and. I thought that got banned too. Uh, when I was there for, in you our feel seats, the heat. The heat, it's yeah, hot. It, yeah. Um, yeah, that was their last time. So, but now they have like these tiny yeah. fireworks. Sparklers. Anyway, um, yeah, but Panthers was cool. If you thought it was not very like high definition graphics, well, this was the first time they've done it, and no other team has done anything yeah. like it. So, look at the faces in Toy Story. The very first Toy Story, all the human faces are hideous. Yeah. The first time people delve into new technology, it's not always perfect. Yeah. Uh, I thought it looked amazing. Speaking of Panthers, that was week one. Week one happened. We gave our picks last week. And uh, like I said, as a little, like, schoolboy, hello, this is happening. Disclaimer, that's the word. There you go. Um, as a disclaimer, I said it. Last year I had 40, about, it's like 38% on my picks for week <laughs> one. Uh, this year... The exact same, 38% on the predictions and slash like bets, and it was 50% on winners, 38% on predictions, so like covering and who covered and that sort of thing. So, same as last year, and then last year I ended with like high 60s, almost 70% for the last few weeks, 100% in the playoffs except for Super Bowl, so 
basically on the same trajectory as last year, so I'm not surprised. It was very poor selections. Um, yeah, it just we we didn't uh, didn't do quite well, but you know. This is not betting advice. This so. is not betting advice. So, going to go over week two. But, uh, yes, all these predictions, projections are just guesses, thoughts. This is what I think is going to happen. This is not betting advice. Don't take it as betting advice. So, if you lose money on it, that's on you. Shouldn't have listened to some dude who was 38% in week one. Uh, so, this is in, like, this is tonight. Oh, these, all these games are in chronological order of, like, as they're happening. Giants versus football team. I said that football team will win and cover. They are three and a half point favorites. I think they'll win by more than a field goal. The Then it's Bengals versus uh, Bears. I think the Bears will win and cover. They are only two and a half point favorites. I think the Bears can easily win by a field yeah. goal. The Texans versus the Browns. I think the Browns win and cover. They are 12 and a half point favorites. I think the Browns do win by two touchdowns. I put down I would not bet this because that is such a huge difference. Yeah, the Texans blew out the Jags last week. So Exactly, but the Jags aren't great. But no one expected the Texans to win last exactly. week. So that's that's, but that's Browns, why you stay. I, you stay yeah. away because you don't know at this point. Yeah. However, if I were, I think that is like the one I question most. I wouldn't be surprised if Cleveland wins and the Texans cover that because that's two touchdowns. Right. That's a pretty big margin, but I could see them winning like 38-14, like some right. big margin yeah. like that. So I do think Browns win and cover. Um, however, it's that's a hard one because the Texans did so well, but the Browns almost beat the Chiefs. Browns have a tendency to play down to their opponent a lot. So do the Vikings. So do the Vikings. And... Stefanski used to work for the Vikings. Yeah. Like it's just it's it's one I probably would want to stay. I I'd want to stay away from um, the Rams versus the Colts. I said the Rams will win and cover. They are three and a half point favorites. I uh, here's, here's a quick thing. Was slightly speaking of the Rams, Stafford won yep. offense player of the week. Yep. I think. Do you think he should have? No, because Kyler Murray had four passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown. Yeah, I think so. Kyler Murray should have had the player of the week for the NFC, but. He's in an L.A. team, and he's on a new team, and he's been a story more than Kyler yeah. Murray has. So just like Tom Brady won, I think he won the some sort of NFC award as well. Yeah. And it's like, you weren't the best in the NFC either. Yeah. So just doesn't, didn't make sense. But yeah, I think that's another one that I, I'm not sure if the Rams beat the Colts by at least a field goal. That's just what I think would happen. I think so, too. Um, but yeah, it, it might be closer than I expect. I said the Bills will beat... The Dolphins and cover. I think the Dolphins kept it close with the Patriots. I think the Dolphins and Patriots are both kind of overrated this year. And I think the Bills were, low, were weak in week one, but will bounce back. Uh, <clears throat> speaking of New England, I think they win and cover against the Jets. I think New England, while being overrated, the Jets are the Jets. J-E-T-S, suck, suck, suck. That's, I think Shannon Sharp did that. J-E-T-S, suck, suck, suck. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I think it's their six-point favorites, the Patriots are. So, TD. Touchdown, yeah. Missed extra point potential. By the way, last week, two of the games that we said winning were and cover, half a point. Mm. Nin Niners only covered over the Lions by half a point. We, uh, we said Niners would win, Lions would cover. Anyway, the Niners, speaking of them, versus the Eagles. The Niners are three-point favorites over the Eagles. I think they win in cover. The Eagles 
destroyed in week one. They did really well. I don't think that's going to happen again. Um, the Niners are just too good. I think the, that's the best division in football versus the worst division in football. Right. It's right up there with the NFC North. And, uh, yeah, I, I just... Hey, man, first place. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think the Niners cover and win. The Which, I, that's a theme this week. A lot of the favorites are the people I pick, which is not a good sign because a lot of the people that win a lot of money in like Vegas and sports betting are people that bet on the underdogs. So it's not a good sign. Raiders versus Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, <laughs> Pittsburgh is five and a half point favorites. Yeah. I said Raiders win outright, but then I put down would not bet. <laughs> um, I, I think until I'm like until I'm just like 0 and 6 on Pittsburgh bets, I'm probably gonna keep betting against them. I just feel like they're so overrated, but they they did they just they crushed. Right. I thought the Bills were going to... I've said it. That was my like, highest scoring game. I thought Bills were going to win like 42 yeah. to 10. Yeah, like I just, that. I thought they were going to kill them, and Pittsburgh absolutely destroyed them. And now Pittsburgh's at home against the Raiders. Right. I I think the Raiders are really good. I just... Uh, I don't know. I, I wouldn't bet it. Okay. They're, they're two, two unpredictable teams, and I just can't. I can't deal with them. So I think Raiders will win outright, so Pittsburgh won't win or cover, but I wouldn't bet it anyway. Saints, I think they'll win and cover over Carolina. I think three and a half points will go up by the end of, like, by the time the game comes around, I think that'll be closer to four to five points. Sure. I think a lot of people are going to start voting on the, or betting on the Saints. Um, with Jameis Winston as your quarterback, you should always expect to win by at least a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, you should expect five touchdown passes each week. Yeah, so five, five touchdown passes with less than three hundred yards. Yeah, probably one hundred forty-eight <laughs> yards. It like was that. yeah, a very small amount of yards. They were just all touch, just touchdown passes. Okay, just let him throw the ball more because every time he throws it, it's a touchdown. Clearly, that's the solution. Broncos versus the Jags. They are six-point favorites. Uh. I think the Broncos win and the Jags cover. I think six points is a lot. If that was a three, three and a half, I would like. I'm questioning the Jags being able to cover six points. Like I don't know how you feel about. I never feel confident about the Jags. Exactly, but I, so. I'm, I'm thinking like so. They shut down Saquon Barkley. The Broncos did. The Jags don't know who they want at running back. Right. I, and Trevor Lawrence is gonna be running for his life. Yeah. He doesn't have a great offensive right. line. Uh, yeah, I I I picked the Jags to cover, but I'm I'm picking it now. I'm probably wrong on that one. That's another one I'd probably stay away from. Another one I said I would not bet. Atlanta versus the Buccaneers. I said Bucks win because they're twelve point favorites. I said the Falcons cover. Okay. Falcons got demolished week yeah. one. Win a game that I thought they'd win. And uh, this is against the Super Bowl champs, but. They beat the Dallas Cowboys, who are a good team. Uh, I think the Falcons aren't as good as the Cowboys. But I, I 12 points is yeah. so much. But I put down again, I just would not bet it. There's a, some of these are just... I don't get how people can bet so confidently in early weeks. Like, they must have I mean, some... Everything's basically three and a half, so it's like... And they usually no give three knows. points to the home team. Which means even Vegas is like, yeah, everything's a push. We're yep. just giving the advantage to home teams. Like, yeah. all right... Uh, speaking of Cowboys, Cowboys versus Chargers. I said Chargers win and cover. Chargers are three-point favorites. I thought the football team would beat the Chargers last week. Fitzpatrick got hurt, and that was that was their nail Good in luck. the coffin yeah. there. Um, I, uh, 
Herbert looked incredible, and I think the Chargers will just keep that momentum going True. with the Cowboys' injuries. Lael Collins out. That means nobody's blocking Bosa. Yeah. They're just they're screwed, yeah. and I think I think Chargers win by at least three. So three points, I would jump. If that's like that's one of those ones. If I if betting were legal, that's probably the if I were to pick one, that's probably the one I pick. Uh, Tennessee versus Seattle. I think Seattle wins and covers five and a half. Tennessee looked garbage. Yeah, I thought Tennessee was gonna come out and like oh, show yeah. everybody this year that they. Yeah, Derrick Henry had like nine yard, like nine yards. It like wasn't 10 good. Carries for nine yards. It was bad. Like yeah, and the Tennessee, like Tennessee, was supposed to show everybody like why they're playoff favorites. Right. Why Tannehill's an eighty-seven? You know. Yeah. And they they look terrible. So until they bring it back, I yeah I think Seattle wins by at least a touchdown. So five and a half for sure. Minnesota versus the Vikings versus the Cardinals. Um, I said the Cardinals win and cover three and a half. I think Car- Cardinals win by it's more. Close. Yeah, they, it's it's also a home. So like right. that means Vegas thinks Cardinals are really a half point favorite right. if it was a neutral field. So. Um, I said I wouldn't bet it because if betting were legal here, I would never bet on Minnesota Vikings, sports. Vikings tend to tend to play to their competition, so this is a good team. So you don't know which Minnesota team you're going to get. Exactly, and like you just you, you never know. And plus, I would never if I were to bet, I would never bet on my home teams because you're you can't get your heart out of yeah, it. You're going to lose money every time. Yeah. So um, yeah, I, but my head says Cardinals win. That's an amazing division. Cardinals have to win the harder games like this. Uh, Chandler Jones had five sacks, and the Vikings' offensive line outside of Brian O'Neill, outside is... of Brian O'Neill, which is the opposite. And Brian O'Neill will be gar- uh, blocking JJ Watt. He won't be blocking Chandler Jones. It'll be Ezra Cleveland and Rashad Hill, who Rashad Hill was the third worst rated Viking last week trying to block a guy who got five sacks. So um, I think the Cardinals win because when Kirk's under pressure, he had great stats under pressure last year. Um, he doesn't have that much time to throw it. He just doesn't have enough time. He's, I think, unfortunately, Vikings lose. Last year, um, zero. none of the teams that went started 0-2 made the playoffs. So that makes me sad. And less than 12% of teams that start 0-2 make the playoffs. So I do think Vikings start 0-2, which makes the season a lot more of a struggle to actually get into the playoffs. But with this division... Right now we're in first place. Right. So the week we're to stop, the season stopped after week one, Vikings would be in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, however, it doesn't. And the Packers played Detroit. So I think after this week, Packers will be back to their first place position. Sure. Anyway, we'll get there. Next is the Chiefs versus the Ravens. I think Chiefs win and cover. They're only three-and-a-half-point favorites. I think the Chiefs are much better than the Raiders. The Raiders beat Baltimore. Baltimore had a lot of mistakes. The only advantage the the Ravens have is the fact that uh, it's a home game. So it could be close, but... Lamar also needs to just hold on to the ball. Yeah, yeah, but he's never had too big of an issue with that in the past. So... um, you know, I think I think the Chiefs win. I think that it is close. I think three and a half is fair. Like, they might only win by a field goal. But I do think the Chiefs do win by more than a field goal. They've never beaten Patrick Mahomes. And they say the best thing to follow in betting is trends. Again, not betting advice. But in this, I would pick the Chiefs. And then Detroit versus Green Bay. I think 
Green Bay is 11.5 point favorites. I think Green Bay wins, covers, it's in Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers was talked about all week, and he's going to be like, this is why I told you not to worry. He's going to be like, hey, Devontae didn't score last week, but hey, he's going to score again. He's going to score at least once this week. And it's just, yeah. I think that's, that's, out of all the, there's two 12-point games and an 11-point game, or basically 12, out of all the big spreads, that's the one I would pick. And then uh, one little fun thing about all the like line up lines for the week, uh, I thought it was not a single game has an over under of less than forty. Okay. Every single game um, says it's at least like the lowest. The lowest over under was tonight, the Thursday night football game, which was forty or forty and a half. Okay. So like, and that's the lowest. So they that's expect, crazy. yeah. And so I don't know if it's the league overreacting, like the sports books overreacting, or if that's just a sign of where the NFL's heading. Like, you should expect every team to score a minimum of twenty points. Then, right. So you're expecting every team to score at least two touchdowns and two field goals every game. And we'll miss an extra point. So yeah, or three touchdowns and a missed extra point. Like, uh, you're expect it's. There was a couple games that were almost an over under of sixty. So. Yeah. Yeah, like the Vikings scores. over under was like fifty four and a half, or fifty and a half. That's about right. So yeah, that means with the with the Cardinals being what were they three and a half point favorites? Yeah, yeah three and a half point favorites. If it, if it was, we'll just say forty five. That means that twenty one to twenty four. Twenty four. Yeah, like that seems all right. It yeah. just that just to me that's so weird. When like I think foot defense is so huge and like I love defensive battles. It's just it's a very clear sign that the league is now almost a hundred percent offense. Speaking of the Vikings, the Niners wanted Cam Dantzler. Yeah, I saw a bunch of a bunch of reports about how the um, the Forty ers inquired about Cameron Dantzler, and the Vikings clearly were like no, because yeah. after Patrick Peterson is gone for this year, Cam Dancer is moving up. Bashad yeah. Breeland's not coming back. Yeah. If he keeps playing like yeah, he did in he week did not, one, did not do good. Um, which, at if you all. listen to our often, if you listen to when we were covering August, we talked about the OTAs. in August, we were talking about OTAs. We mentioned how people at the OTAs were telling us Bashad Breeland looked bad. So. He's picking up right where he was. He's yeah. still learning the system, and yeah. Zimmer has a difficult system for D-backs. But yeah, he said he said he got uh, he got he got exposed a bit, and he needs to buckle down. He absolutely does. Do yeah. his so we can't get rid of Cam Dantzler. <laughs> um, the Vikings did lose in Week One, 27-24 to the Bengals. We did not think that would happen. No. Nope. But what was interesting was D.D. Westbrook was our punt returner. Amir Smith-Marset was our kick returner, and uh, when Ken A comes back, yep, he should be the guy. He's he'll probably be so both. fast. Yeah, he's so um, fast. I like DD at punt return because he is quick. He's not yeah. fast, but like he's not super. And you fast, can't but. put KJ out there because he's your wide receiver three now. Locked in wide yeah. receiver three. He, he did had an awesome. amazing. Yeah, which like third and twenty four or something like that. We talked. About, I talked about how. KJ has a potential of losing his job this offseason because he did so poorly in his rookie year and we had rookie wide receivers coming in. Him jumping up and developing into that makes me yeah. makes my heart feel good. Yeah, when we drafted him, I was so happy. Yeah. <sighs> Made me feel good. Uh, speaking of heart hurting, Mick Tinglehoff died. Yeah. Rest so. in peace, old Viking legend. Um, Hall of Fame, pretty sure. So, uh, yeah. Gone, but not forgotten. 
Um, we had some positives and negatives from the Vikings. Yeah, so we try to keep as, like you stated before, we try to stay as positive as possible on the podcast. So we have a lot of positives and then a couple negatives because it's Um, glaring glaring issues. People in sports in general tend to be too negative. Absolutely. And if you, I, I, I look through the Bleacher Report stuff all the time. Everyone's negative. My family was texting me in halfway through the second quarter of the Vikings game saying, fire Zimmer, fire Spielman, cut Kirk. Uh, they were saying, have a fire sale and trade some of our best players. All because they were losing we're to the down, Bengals yeah. in week one. Yeah. Like, I just... They, Bill they, Belichick's they week one percentage stuff. is, like, really bad. They, they looked at They look at this game and they see, like... Like just to comparatively, like Kirk stats three fifty one and two touchdowns. Aaron Rodgers had like a buck thirty eight and two picks. So right. like, Mick, uh, Aaron Rodgers would have had a better quarterback rating if he spiked the ball every time he threw it instead. I just, I just don't understand. Like I understand competitiveness brings out aggression. So people because they get angry, they get negative when it comes to sports. They want to talk crap about other teams to let them know they're terrible. They use the term poverty franchise. Way too much. You've been using poverty a ton lately. Right, like people use it just all the time, just way too much, and people have to say, "Oh, their team lost. Season's over." And yeah. like, I mean, you look at there's some there's some games where or didn't the teams didn't Buccaneers weren't they wild card last year? Pretty sure the Buccaneers were the wild card team, and they were like seven behind and nine, the Saints. and then nine. And seven. Yeah, like they were yeah. behind the Saints. So no team is perfect. No team like the. I'm pretty sure when the. Packers won the Super Bowl. They were wild card yeah. with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Just Think, like, like there's teams that got a, got just demolished, right? Like the Packers got demolished. Is yeah. anybody doubting the Packers? No. No. The Ravens got demolished. Is anybody doubting the Ravens? No. Some uh, today on sports networks, people, I was watching a few people talk about how they would take Derek Carr over Lamar. Yes. Yeah, lot of like Derek Carr is a, like a great quarterback, in my opinion. Yeah. They, or good. You don't have to call him yeah. great, but like he's not as bad as a lot of people say. I think he's right there with Kirk Cousins type. Like he's a Kirk did, Cousins yeah, type quarterback. Matt like, Ryan, Kirk Cousins. Yeah. They're all right there. Uh, he's a quarterback that can take you to the playoffs, and he's uh, he can lead you to the playoffs. But you need a team around him to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. Lamar Jackson can, if you if he's peak Lamar, in a playoff game, you're gonna win. So. I don't know. They, they, I'm, some team people are worried about Everyone the overreacts. After Everyone that. overreacts. They call it overreaction Monday on Pat McAfee's show. Yeah. It is overreaction Monday, but it's overreaction every day in the yeah, NFL. Yeah. And, and Vikings, just sports, but Vikings, Vikings for in sure. general, it's overreaction. They say that teams bring in the attitude of their city. So the Vikings must be super negative in the locker room, extremely passive aggressive with each other. Telling that, like just pointing out everyone that should be cut and traded. Yeah. Just Kirk probably can't even show up. <laughs> oh man. But anyway, so we'll go through the negatives and then we'll go through the positives. Can we just add right off the bat? Negatives? Fans overreactions. Fans overreactions. We already mentioned Bashad Breland. In a rough day. Like he gave up the bomb to Jamar Chase, he gave up the touchdown to T. Higgins. It- there were way too many penalties. Oh yeah, uh, that's we had obvious. 91 yards in the first half. Yeah, that's the, a, that's we, a whole football the Vikings football had more penalty yards than the Bengals had yards. Yeah. So if you want to know how the game went, that's all you need to know. No team, the Vikings had more pass yards, rush yards, first down, time of possession, all, yeah. and yeah. they were still losing. Um, then Zimmer's challenge 
Yeah, it was, it was super questionable. Justin Jefferson yeah. got down to like the three yard line. Um, we had, I think, I, it was later in the game. We had timeouts. Um, it was just a questionable challenge. But we lost a timeout mm-hmm. for it, I, and then Dalvin the very next play just ran it in. Yep. So super <laughs> questionable. I was it like, was a questionable you... challenge. But that was all our negatives. You could have kept the challenge for the. Uh, oh, I guess the Dalvin Cook fumble was already. You could call these negatives, but uh, the worst rated Vikings were Garrett Bradbury, Rashad Hill, and Tyler Conklin. Yeah. Conklin, first time starting as a tight end for the Vikings, basically. Uh, in first time he started in week one for the Vikings, so there's one reason. Bradbury and Hill. Hill is not viewed as the long-term starter. Bradbury is the biggest concern. And then the Vikings only ran play action 15% of the time. Kirk Cousins is the highest rated quarterback under play, after play action. Yeah, he's a great play action quarterback. Last so. year they ran play action 30% of the time. Yeah. So that needs to change. So is the game plan. I said going into the game, my biggest concern was the offensive coordinator who has never called plays before. And that's exactly yeah, what it looked got like. A, it looked like a terrible offensive plan. He's got to air it out a bit more. Absolutely. Even though Kirk had 351 and two touchdowns, he's got to air it out more. Air it out? Nope. Positives. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the positives. We covered the negatives. Good enough. I feel like I just swallowed like 17 gushers. Like, it just feels like I just got a bunch of sticky stuff in the back of my throat. Well, I mean, what we did off. <laughs> what we did during the breaks. Uh, positives is... Uh, Greg Joseph. Yep. He hit not he hit the fifty three yarder. Do you see who hit a fifty four yarder? Or fifty five to send to overtime? Daniel Carlson. Daniel Carlson. <laughs> you know who missed like a, a kick? Possibly he, win it for the You know who missed three kicks in a game against the Packers? Daniel Carlson. So. Yeah. Um Kirk Cousins was a positive. Yeah. A lot of people slander Kirk because we lost, but because he's Kirk. Yeah. Like they slander Kirk. Three fifty one and two touchdowns with uh one of the highest QBRs this week. So. And, like, I also like to go not based off stats. If you were watching that game, yeah, it, it, was, was, the, it was the Dalvin fumble. Right. It was the penalties that Justin Jefferson's us. butt being down, but it being called not. Yeah. It's like, <sighs> Kirk Cousins was not the reason they lost. Kirk was just also not a reason why, like, if they would have won, Kirk also just wouldn't have been the reason they won. Yeah. So... It's just it's like typical Kirk game. When I watch him play, I don't feel wow. I never am like wow. It was I felt wow when he I, I feel it when he throws deep balls. Yep. Like that well, you mean like off of play action? Out of play like action? off of play action. Or yeah. the, he has some like five and outs when it goes directly to the sideline. I feel like he is money on those throws. Yeah. The thing is is just I think you need a game plan that can that can work with it. But right? he's not like everybody say it says he's so bad. I think if they don't make the playoffs this year, you can move on from him. Um and like you can be better than Kirk Cousins. But it is it's hard, hard to, find, to find quarterbacks yeah. that can put up his numbers. Yeah. Like if you don't like Kirk, that means you don't like Matt Ryan, you don't like Dak Prescott, you yeah. don't like Derek Carr. Derek Carr was the thir- lead, led a thirteen and three team. Kirk's yeah. led a thirteen and three team. Yeah. Matt Ryan's led a thirteen and three team. Yeah. Like people, he's he's. Yeah. Up, if you were he watching, was in the top five for quarterbacks under pressure. He was in the top five for quarterbacks in an open pocket. He's top five in deep ball throws. I believe he had the second least amount of time to throw last week. Yep. And as we mentioned this last week, as a Viking, he in his time on the Vikings, in a, any 
quarterback's four-year stretch. He has the lowest amount of time in NFL history, including his first year on the Vikings where he averaged 1.7 seconds to throw the ball. Yeah. No quarterback is good with 1.7 seconds to throw the, the ball. Yeah, if you watched that game, it was... Um, Gets me riled up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Dalvin Cook fumble, um, and then the, the all the penalties. Uh, all, was, uh, all of our receivers looked phenomenal. Part of that is because Kirk... Yeah. Throws a good ball, yeah. but Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, K.J. Osborne, yep. all they looked, looked good. awesome. Uh, Conklin didn't, but his stats dropped because of his blocking. But yeah. Which, all you three, know, he had to help O-line, and the O-line looked bad, so therefore he's going to look bad right. too. But K.J. locked in. Yeah, K.J. Three. looked great. Better than a, BB, better than BC. He had a great uh, conversion, on like a 24-yard conversion. So... Reliable. Yeah, Kirk is very much a, if you prove you're reliable, he'll stick oh, yeah. to you. That's why Thielen had two touchdowns. And week. that's also why Thielen will go games with 20 tar- multiple games in a row with 20 targets. Yeah. So, K.J. Osborne, awesome for him. Uh, Michael Pierce had the first multi-sack game of his career. Yeah, he's not just a run stuffer. No, which we knew that. Dalvin was the guy we thought was going to be the run yeah. stuffer. Pierce, we knew he was going to be good. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Harry looked awesome. Um, he had really good coverage. It's just that deep ball on Kendricks, or on, with, on Jamar Breland. Chase, where Breland. Breland was guarding him. Uh, Woods was could, on that side too. Right. Like I don't. I don't think it was that was Harry like not helping. So Harry looked good. Kendricks was all over the field. Yeah. There was a play where he lined up in the A gap, and got the got the Bengals gained four yards. And he got the tackle on the sideline. Kendricks looked yeah. so Vigil good. Vigil looked good, too. Vigil, Vigil looked right good. Off the, right off the rip, Vigil looked and good. And then on the other side, Daniel Hunter. Yeah, he, there was this one, like, it, he just, he just like, just slapped the guy. Like, just this slapped was, uh, the dude out of the way. And it was just like, uh-oh. Like, Burrow <laughs> knew it, too. Burrow was like, <laughs> right. Uh, this is going to be a bold statement, I think. Um, so I was listening today, and somebody said, Khalil Mack's the best pass rusher in the NFC North. Okay. I'd rather have Daniil. Yeah. And I, I think that's a bold statement compared to what most NFL fans would say. Right. I'll take Daniil. I think as an overall player, Khalil Mack can play linebacker, edge rusher, Stand up, ed- yeah. like whatever. Like of overall player, yeah, he's probably more desirable. But if you're saying pin your ears back and rush the passer, right. I'm taking Daniil every yeah. time. Yeah, Daniil's something else. <laughs> he's man. he's not human. Um, they got him his money. He's happy, and I'm happy. Yeah, so. we're both happy. Uh, O'Neal didn't allow a single pressure for the people that thought that he was overpaid, and we talked about that <laughs> last week. Daniel, Brian O'Neal didn't allow a pressure, not just a sack. Yeah, I think Bradbury had four. Bradbury so. allowed four pressures. Rashad Hill allowed four pressures. Uh, Cleveland had one. Cleveland Udo had allowed two. three, Udo and had Udo allowed two. Yeah. And so. O'Neal allowed zero. zero. Yeah. Pretty good for a 78 overall in Madden. Yeah, so... He got paid, like, the second-best right tackle in football, and he's, I mean... A second-best right tackle wouldn't allow a pressure. Yeah. There you go. (sighs) He's known as a run blocker, too. Exactly! But we talked about how his agileness makes him such a good pass blocker. And then the last positive is Vikings are in first place. Yeah. If the season ended right now, we'd be in first place because we have the closest points for versus points against. Yep. So There you go. Packers will be in last. And uh, the best rated Vikings were, number one rated Viking was Kirk. Then it was Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, 
uh, CJ Ham, KJ Osborne, in that order. The last little positive thing we have about the Vikings mm-hmm. was uh, I was listening to Darius Butler. He has his own podcast called. Uh, I'm blanking, but it's like everything DB. It's it's a defensive back podcast, sure. and uh, he was talking about the one team that he thought would bounce turn back. it or bounce back, like the team that looked terrible in Week One that won't look terrible in the future, and he thinks is actually going to turn it around the most. He picked the Vikings. He thought the Colts and the Vikings, but he used to play for the Colts, so he is a little biased sure. there. Yeah, so I think I think yeah, that's a positive when you have an ex player have something good to say because a lot of believes the me- in your franchise more than the fans believe. In yeah, because a lot of the media pundits, people, whatever you want to call them, were so basically like I was listening to them when they were doing like recaps of the week. They all basically skipped over the Vikings, like yeah. oh Bengals Vikings, uh, Bengals beat a bad team, Vikings played poorly go on or Bengals Vikings Joe Burrow was good and then move on like there was no they didn't talk about it at all so um I love hearing that Darius Butler thinks that the Vikings that was a fluke loss because uh gives you a little bit more faith because I trust what ex-players have to say especially not in a media-based if this is the game that's gonna like if this is the game that needs to kick us into gear and we don't have it late in the year and then all of a sudden we start questioning how good we are. Like Josh Allen's rookie year when the Bills knocked our socks off. Yeah. When I was at that game and it felt my dad and I looked at each other and we were like, This doesn't this feels weird. Like yeah. all the players were sitting around with their helmets off talking, they weren't really practicing before the game, and we were like, This is weird and my dad and I were like, Are we gonna lose this game? Yeah. And then we got destroyed. Yeah. I think it's games like that that every team needs and Maybe because um, yeah. I don't think I think that was Zimmer's first loss against the Bengals. Uh, I thought that was a big positive. I was I was happy to hear it and uh, well, let's clean things up and you know smack around the Cardinals a little bit. That was my smack image. Oh, you had to have your tongue out, or yeah, yeah. Okay. I needed my tongue out most of the time. The air is tasty. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we'll end on a positive note. Stick with that. We want to strength strengths of our podcast of our t- discussions is going to be positivity. Um, feel free to be negative. Just know that if you're negative, especially in comments and tweets, probably going to get shorter responses or no response. Um, con- criticism is not negativity, in my opinion. So yeah. like saying, oh, but Kirk looked. Uh, when Kirk was getting rushed from his blind side, he ended up throwing the ball away 80% of the time. So that wasn't very good. I think that's, like, something right. like that, that's an awesome criticism, and I want to hear that. What I don't want to hear is, Kirk sucked. Yeah. Kirk looked terrible like he always does. No, Kirk's old line looked bad. Yeah, like it always does. Like it always does. And then expand. Expand. Like, yeah. Explain wa- why you think Kirk didn't perform. Right. To the or level. not Vikings. Like... Um, I'll talk about the Vikings all day, but if you have another team that you're a fan of, um, let us know how you think your team did, how uh, what you want your team to do to improve, and then if you're a Vikings fan, uh, what do you think they should do next? Do you think it's fire sale time like my family thinks, or do you think this is a fluke loss, Darius Butler's right, and they're going to turn it around, and it's like a 10-7 and 7 sort of team, so let us know. That is it for our sports Thank you for watching. This was episode 13. 13. And uh, we had a lot of good stuff. It was a yeah. 
a little bit of a little bit of NBA, a little bit of Timberwolves, a little bit of NFL. Lots of NFL. Lots of NFL. Lots of lots of Vikings. Yeah. So, so uh, feel free to check out. We'll, there will be clips on YouTube and Twitter. If you've watched this whole podcast and are still watching, thank you so much. We do have a few people that watch all the way through. You guys are super appreciated. You help us out more than you know. Uh, that watch time is huge. Um, so feel free again, like we mentioned in the beginning, like and subscribe. And um, we'll definitely see you again next week. And uh, I'm glad that you're here. And we hope that you are glad that we are here. Um, super fun. We'll keep coming back to you. Thanks for watching. GG. GG. All right. What do you want to do? I don't know. It's not like we have an intro. Go! Alright, welcome back to the Glacier Gamble Podcast. This is our Marvel slash, you know, nerd section of our uh, podcast. If you meant to click on this, I'm glad you're here. If you didn't mean to click on this, don't go away. Yeah, this is episode 13, which is uh, beyond 12, but before 14. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not going anywhere. We're going to keep coming at you. So even though most podcasts end after 12... We're not. We're here. We're here. Whether you want us to or not, we're here. So we, uh, broke the seal, as some would say. As some would say, we broke that twelve seal. I didn't want to finish that for a sentence that was in my head, so I didn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, anyway, before we get started, just want to let you know uh, we really appreciate all the viewers that we've been getting in lately. We've been breaking up into clips, putting them on Twitter. And uh, those have gotten a lot of uh, interaction and views lately. And uh, the ones on YouTube are getting some good interaction as well. So just thank you all very much. And uh, we do appreciate you a lot. We're going to keep going forward with those. Um, and if you do like those, feel free to hit that like button for us. But don't hit it too hard. Hit it like post-prom. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, and then subscribe if you want to see more of the content because it's great. Um, we mentioned Twitter. That is at Glazier Gamble and at JJ Jaffet Plane. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely put those up. And, uh, yeah, check those out. Um, those get, we tweet every day. Um, but we always let people know when new videos come out. We post the clips, like the shorter clips are posted on there without a link if you'd rather just see them right away. So, um, yeah, feel free to check out our Twitters and like and subscribe. Subscribe on YouTube. There we go. Um, and I haven't said this. Let me introduce. I am Michael Glazier. This is Joe Rybolt, and we are here for you. And uh, let's get going. We are going to start out with some non-Marvel news, yep. but it does involve but it Anthony Mackie. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you played Twisted Metal as a kid. I did on the PlayStation. Loved it. Um, Drive around, crazy car, and blow up other people's cars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was like the whole point. Um, Anthony Mackie is producing and starring in a new Twisted Metal series. So um, I think that's awesome. Yeah. I think that's a great casting. And Anthony Mackie has such a huge background in theater and acting. I was waiting for him to get some big like producer credits. Right. So I'm excited to see how this turns out. Uh, Got to schedule it around Captain America 4, though. What? Marvel did just release some dates. So four dates in uh, 2024. He wouldn't take it if he didn't think he could yeah. do it. Plus, yeah. he's similar to like James Gunn. When Marvel wanted James Gunn back, James Gunn was like, you'll work with me when I'm available. Yeah. Anthony Mackie's so important to their future that it's yeah. like, you'll work with me when I'm available. Right. So, 
he'll get it, he'll make it work. Marvel will make it work, but very good on him. Uh, I think that's awesome. He well deserves it. We'll jump into the Marvel actual Marvel news now. <laughs> uh, first thing, so Eternals is coming out. We've mentioned Eternals m- multiple episodes. However, there's no like new trailer, no new information about like the show it's the, the movie itself. But there was some awesome behind the scenes information that we got to see. Yeah. So people familiar with Walking Dead, there's an ac- actress on there named Lauren Ridloff. She plays Connie in The Walking Dead. She's my favorite character on The Walking Dead outside Negan. She took a break from Walking Dead. You know, she fake died and then they brought her back. Shocker, she's alive. Yeah, Spoiler alert. Yeah, typical The Walking Dead. Right. Didn't see the She had another. Died. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, Michonne did that same thing when she had to go shoot Black Panther. But Lauren Ridloff is in Eternals. She's playing the Eternal Makari. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a deaf actress. And so there was a couple of scenes where um, she had to start the scene facing a wall. And so she can't hear anything, so she can't hear the cue to begin. So uh, she would voice her frustrations to her co-star Angelina Jolie. Angelina Jolie thought of a um, tip to use a laser pointer um, to kind of cue her. Mm-hmm. And then I think um, they described it as a laser circle on the wall. Yeah. So that she could see that and know when to start. And then um, it's easily, easily able to be edited out. So, um, you know, that's just... Angelina awesome. Jolie work like Angelina Jolie's been working in Hollywood forever. She's often been considered somebody that's been great to work with, and this just proves why. Yeah, she's also said that she she didn't join uh, the Eternals because she wanted to be a superhero or whatever. She wanted to be a part of a family. Yeah, and so this is you know this is her Eternals family. So it's like she's looking out for another other family member. She's been in so. movies that aren't good, but she's never been bad. Right. She's awesome. So, big fan of Angelina Jolie, and I think that's super cool that she did that. Um, as somebody who has one, is hard of hearing themselves. My left, <laughs> my uh, my. For those that don't know, my left ear is quite bad. Um, my dad is nearly deaf, so um, hearing something like that is very touching, personal, close to home for myself. And so when I when I read that, I it actually made me feel very warm and fuzzy because. Uh, yeah, I could I could relate on a personal level, and it was I was happy to hear something like that because you don't really think about that. You just it's, it's nice to hear that somebody who is deaf and in the hearing impaired community can successfully act in a movie as big as Eternals yeah, and, and for in a Marvel series as for big Disney as Walking Dead too like, and Walking Dead like no, so I'm, all props to Lauren Ridloff. I'm very excited to see yeah see her and like. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited. I don't want to beat a dead horse and just continue going on that topic. So, um, very excited for her. Go see Eternals <laughs> in November. God, I'm I'm we're gonna see Eternals. So we'll see you there if you're uh, at the same one. We're not gonna tell you which theater we're going to, but if we see you there, say hello. We'll know. <laughs> yeah, we'll see you because we we see you right now. <laughs> you look great today. Another Marvel news: John Bernthal and Kristen Whit- Ritter. John Bernthal, Bernthal and Kristen and Bernthal <laughs> and John Ritter uh, are two people that have been it was Punisher and uh, what's her name I'm gonna let you get it oh gosh I don't even want to look it up it's uh, Jessica Jones there you go mm. um, they are both so they were defenders and um, Je- uh, Punisher wasn't in Punisher's not defender, but, but they're like in the net- same the group. Netflix they're in the same universe the yeah. Netflix well, they both have been recently discussing, like, 
their potential future in the MCU. Even though we mentioned last week, stop asking actors if yeah, they're in Stop it. asking Charlie Cox. <laughs> stop asking Charlie Andrew Cox. Garfield. Stop asking everyone, please. But anyway, John Bernthal said he would definitely come back and play Punisher. Except he wants to make sure it's done right. Yeah, they asked him in regards to, oh, are you like curious about this whole multiverse thing and like how the Punisher can come into it, how Frank Castle can come into it? And he's like, to be honest, I don't, I don't really read any of the multiverse stuff. I just, I will come back, like I, I want to come back as Punisher, but I want to do it right for the fans. Absolutely. So, and he did, he plays his character well. He's one of those actors, like most good actors, they research their character, develop their character personally before putting them on screen. And he's fine doing the like the hardcore scenes. Like Punisher is a very bloody. I have a history in hardcore scenes. <laughs> do you now? I do. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. But yeah, hardcore Punisher. He yeah. does have a yeah a lot of you know. Punisher um, kills people, mm-hmm. so um, including rubbing their face on broken glass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he's all right with that, and um, he's a great actor. He was great in The Walking Dead. He's actually in Night at the Museum too, where he plays Al Capone. Uh, Fury. He's in Fury. So he's you know he has a wide variety, and he plays each character really well. So I hope that Kevin Feige does do it well. Which since Feige would be the one running it, you know it's going to be done right. Um, but then Kristen, Kristen Ritter also said that, um, she would be there in a flash if she were, uh, asked to play Jessica Jones again. I have the coat in my closet ready yeah. to go. Yeah. So once an actor says a come, we mentioned this before too. Yeah. If an actor says something like that, sign them. Someone that, that she looks the part. She, she looks plays like the part. They've basically changed how Jessica Jones looks in the games and stuff to purpose perp like perfectly look like Kristen Ritter. Yeah. So it's um you know the only thing that uh they they could take anybody from that that universe you know Wilson Fisk I think they you know they probably want him back uh huh or uh Vincent D'Onofrio Vincent D'Onofrio Kingpin yep um Daredevil and Punisher Vincent D'Onofrio has liked he's a been bunch liking of a lot yeah. of tweets and then somebody asked him about it and he says don't read into it like he was basically <laughs> yeah. super just like I'm trolling. Yeah. And I'm gonna keep trolling. Yeah. Like, oh. yeah. So and then you know, and I think we could do a different. We could have a different. You know, Hell's Kitchen and uh, you know, Defenders. Group Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think you just they recast uh, Luke Cage and recast Iron Fist, and that's just the way it is. <laughs> so, why would you recast Iron Fist? Recast who? <laughs> Which we have some people we would want to play Iron Fist. Yeah, we've got some stuff coming up. We'll have to probably find a better casting. We could find a better we casting. We'll, I think we'll get... By next week, we'll have it all. Another person that was recently asked for like the 600th time <laughs> if he's in a Marvel movie, Andrew Garfield was on Jimmy Fallon. And they brought up his infamous sitting next to Tom Holland on that like walkway photo. I don't know if you've seen the photo. Oh, no, no. That, well, if that was Tom Holland's. If that looked, if that was Tom Holland, exactly. you don't know. Andrew Garfield said that's completely photoshopped. Um, I watched that whole like interaction. It's a couple minutes long because Jimmy and him are laughing the whole time. Yeah, it's like uncomfortable laughing for yeah. Andrew Garfield. But like anyway, um, that's probably what he's had to do. He's probably had to master the uncomfortable laugh. <laughs> Am I in the movie? <laughs> He's looking out his window for like Feige with a right. sniper. <laughs> it's perfect because he like he perfects purpose like his attitude changes in a moment. So that Kevin Feige meme edit was perfect for it. Um, but yeah, it was perfect for it. And like 
he definitely he says like I'm he, I don't want to disappoint anybody and it's to the point he recently said that they have divulged information to him about the movie because he's not in it. <laughs> it's sort of Ag- the Agatha. <laughs> right, it's the Ag- Yeah, because he's not in it. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, but yeah, so he says he's not in it, and he's said that multiple times, and they're going to keep asking him anyway. They've... He said the the photo is photoshopped and <laughs> right. Yeah, sure anyway, he was asked. Yeah, and Doc Ock is not in No Way Home either. Yeah. <laughs> Doc Ock wasn't supposed to be in No Way Home. That original trailer wasn't a real leak. Yeah. Then Alfred Molina was straight. Haley Steinfeld like... had no idea what you were talking <laughs> yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> so they'll keep asking and. Yeah. He'll keep saying no. And he said, I don't want fans to be disappointed, so I'm trying to keep their expectations Something similar held. to what Charlie Cox said, too. Similar, ex- almost, yeah, verbatim. So Kevin Feige's, like, sitting there. He's got the sniper on him, but it also projects a teleprompter, <laughs> being like, this is what you say. All right? You say, I want to subdue expectations. Yeah. I want to subdue... Okay. <laughs> so... Hopefully, you know, we find out just how many scenes Andrew Garfield is in. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. But, um, speaking of Haley Steinfeld, we'll move on from that uh-huh. just because, uh, yeah, Andrew Garfield, he's probably That was in a fun it. little bit. We'll, we'll see. You'll have to see in December. <laughs> have to see in December. Just stop asking him. He stop clear- asking him. He clearly just... wants to yeah. He doesn't want to answer anymore. Yeah, just ask him, hey, do you think Spider-Man looks good? He's like, yeah, I'm probably going to go check it out. And then just end the conversation. However, ooh, 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 ooh. I tweeted, for those that uh, we mentioned follow, at Glazier Gamble, tweeted out, because my takeaway from the... Oh my god. <laughs> you weren't supposed to see that. I was doing the Thor, did you like it? It was my breakdown of the interview he did i saw my things were from the clip i said because andrew garfield mentioned that tom holland is a perfect cast for the spider-man i said yes tom holland is perfect but andrew garfield was a good one it was just underrated and in poorly done movies andrew garfield made a comment about now he can just be a true fan of spider-man because he's not in it so he can make comments (laughs) about potentially not liking the suit or that and i took that because of the way he said it and it's a very common concern about Tom Holland's Spider-Man. The biggest complaint is the suit. I want to know, does Andrew Garfield... Like, my question to him would be, do you really not like the Spider-Man suit? Because yeah. I personally don't like Iron Spider. I think it looks dumb. Okay. Just a personal, yeah. like, sorry. But, like, I would love to ask him, like, do you really not like the suit? Because I thought that was an interesting comment that Jimmy Fallon completely missed the opportunity to ask. And then... Uh, I said, people can resurface deleted tweets from celebrities from 10 years ago, but that Photoshop photo got erased. But it, a, yeah. a supposedly Photoshop photo got, gets yeah, erased, but Sony a tweet was, from 10 years Sony ago was, that was getting taken down. Yeah. But yeah, deleted tweets resurface. Yeah. So just want to say, I just threw that out there. Um, that'll be our last little thing on it. But I did break it down on Twitter at Glacier Gamble and... Uh, Stop asking Andrew because he doesn't yeah. want to be asked. And Charlie Cox. <laughs> and Charlie and Cox. And Tobey Maguire. And uh, just everybody. Stop <laughs> asking. Ask the people that you, that are, like, have been, like, 
the people that haven't been in Marvel that might be in Marvel, like when people were asking Daniel Radcliffe, he had fun with it. Elijah Wood, fun having right. fun with it. Like those people ask away, but just like come on, right. <laughs> just stop. Um, but yeah, we mentioned Haley Steinfeld. But before we do that, since, um, we're, on the since we we're on the topic of Spider-Man, um, Andy Carnival, otherwise known as Andy Circus, Gollum, Gollum. <laughs> um, he's great. And Probably the best uh, CGI, CGI face. Yeah, face actor. He's Caesar in Planet of the Apes, home of the Planet of the War of the Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Okay, um, two. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's just an awesome. Just he's got his hands in a lot more things than people realize. Oh my god, including me. His claws. <laughs> he's got his claws in. Ugh. Um. But yeah, he is awesome, and he is handling Venom. He's directing. Yep, he's Venom directing too. Venom, and he said that of course Venom and Spider Tom Holland Spider Man will meet at some point. Yeah, I don't think he said Tom Holland's. I think he just Spider Man. So. so of course Venom and Spider Man will meet. I thought he said Tom Holland's. Oh, maybe. Either way, um, he said that a lot of people reacted to it because that's a big deal. But in my opinion, that should be obvious. Similar to like the Ronin tattoos for Hawkeye, him having them. Feels like something that should be obvious. Like, if you really didn't think that Venom and Spider-Man were going to meet, yeah, it ruins Venom. Like, yeah, it's a, what's the point? Sony even has said, like, our, our Sony-verse. So they said themselves, like, our Spider-Verse characters will, like, it'll make sense once you see No Way Home. That's mm -hmm. what they said. So, so the post-credit scene for Venom... Yeah, I'll just say it's it's making audiences go crazy. It's making audiences go crazy. That's, that's what so we'll leave it with. Leave it with that. Um, yeah, it makes you instantly think of Spider Man. Spider Man. Yep. So, if it's anything else, what would it be? It might not be Tom Holland Spider Man. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Spider Man. So it, it is the same. Uh, it is the same uh, uh, Daily Bugle paper as Andrew Garfield. But people also said that Shang Chi's post-credit scene got standing ovations, um, and that was not anywhere near standing ovation worthy. Yeah. either credit. It was scene. cool. Yeah, it made you think, but, but wasn't standing ovation yeah. worthy. So um, when people are saying that people got their socks knocked off by the Venom credit scene, I'm gonna lower my expectations <laughs> compared to how because of what happened with Shang Chi's credit scenes. Um, but yeah, so keep on the lookout for that. Venom's one of my favorites, so uh, we'll be seeing it, and we'll let you know exactly what happened in that credit scene. <laughs> uh, but now we'll move on to... Haley Seinfeld. Haley Seinfeld. Hawkeye trailer happened. Was released on Monday. And we'll, like, we'll just give you a quick reaction. We're not going to do like a breakdown or anything for you, but... I thought it seemed... So it's set around Christmas time. Yes. And Marvel said it's like heavily dealing with the plot Christmas does center around the plot so sure. um, it's basically gonna be like a sh it's a six episode Marvel Christmas Hawkeye show it's very obvious that Haley Steinfeld's character is going to be just a fan of Hawkeye right. who likes archery because she calls herself like a master yeah. world eight champion yeah, archer. and in the yeah in the in the comics she's like an Olympic level yeah archery and she's archery talent. at one point she sees him and she goes you're Hawkeye yeah and so it's clear she's going to be like a like fangirling for him a little bit. Yeah, I think that and then they're going to have like some banter back and forth. Right. It seemed a lot more campy 
and jokey to yeah. me than I expected. Yeah. Like, I, I, think, I uh, did not expect... It basically didn't seem... Like, there was... Even the action scenes seemed kind of jokey. I think we had, uh... They're kind of going, like, every other, like... Well, like, feel good. Like, WandaVision, there was a lot of dark elements to it. I mean, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, there was a couple. Loki, there was quite a bit, you yeah. know. Um, so maybe this is a fun one because I think this uh, is their like, hey, and I know what if's been pretty heavy for people. So how yeah, about how yeah. about we? <laughs> so what if's been heavy? Um, I think uh, Miss Marvel's gonna be fun. I don't think Miss oh, yeah. Marvel's she gonna be, gonna be super fun. Yeah, she helps could see some dark dark stuff too though. Yeah, you know. So, but I think yeah, I think Miss Marvel's gonna be really fun. Miss Marvel sur- surrounding a young character, so yeah. it would be kind of difficult girl, to make that a dark a f- show. A fan girl. That's a fan girl. So, yeah. So I think it. Um, I don't really know what to expect from it. I'm gonna watch it, obviously. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it. Um, because it's you know it's around the fact that uh, Hawkeye is a retired former Avenger. Um, but he's got to kind of make up for his the enemies he made while he was Ronin. Yep. So, yep. And, and then, that was one big thing people focused on is he's listed as a former Avenger. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's pretty clear. Like, yeah. He's obviously was, after losing Black Widow and his family Iron partially Man, in the cap. Like, why would he want to stay an Avenger? A lot of the Avengers are basically, like, they basically said that they're burnt out and done. There's other heroes that can take over, so... Yeah. Um, yeah, he's former Avenger, he's got his family, and, uh, it, it just, I thought it was interesting, it seemed like it was a lot more upbeat and jokey, so, yeah, um, we'll see the action scenes I'm assuming, later. just like we talked about last week, I think it's basically, these six episodes are a way of introducing Kate Bishop, yep. and That's season two is to gonna do. be all about Kate Bishop, yep. and the future is gonna be Kate Bishop as the new Hawkeye. She wears her big purple suit, so it's heading more towards... You get more of that. The yeah, traditional, the, like, like purple, yeah. it'll be basically um, just a genuine, like, new, probably cooler, more comic-style Hawkeye yeah. when Kate Bishop moving forward. Yeah. And that's what it seemed like in the trailer, so that's what I thought. It was a lot more campy, whatever, than I expected, right. so I'm excited for it. I'm sure the action scenes and there will be some darkness, but for the most part, it looks pretty happy. Well, you know, nice change of pace. Some, you know, the scene, Wilson Fisk possibly be rumored for that teased and then the character echo also echo is so. the only one i've seen teased otherwise um i haven't heard too much about the show which right. is probably why i was surprised by the trailer the other big show for marvel is talk about it what if what if um what if zombies wait no we <laughs> talked about <this>. god <laughs> all right now we're back to a week ago what if zombies now let's go back forward and uh what if Killmonger. What if Killmonger saved Tony Stark? What if Killmonger saved Tony Stark is the what if episode this week? Yeah, we'll we'll do what we have been doing. We'll do a quick rundown. I'm going to try to go faster this week. I've realized that I've been quite slow these previous times. And then we'll do the actual reaction after. Um, and I also don't want to be boring. So <laughs> It was very similar to like a retelling of Iron Man a little bit. And then it kind of goes into its own Bla- like Black Panther a bit. Then it changes its original story. So it does kind of retell similar to episode one. So it starts with the Ten Rings have reinforcements on the route that Tony is traveling. Similar in Iron Man 1 when he's in the armored car. However, when the missile lands next to him that says Stark Industries, Killmonger takes it and throws it, saves Tony. 
as a Navy SEAL. Tony, afterwards, in his press conference, where normally he would have said, I am Iron Man, it's a similar setting, except there he promotes Killmonger from a Navy SEAL to Chief Security Officer at Starks. But then Killmonger outs Obadiah in front of the press, where Tony... Tony, that's where I think, also said he was going to cancel weapons production. Yeah. And that's, yeah um, he outs Obadiah in front of everybody, saying that the hit, the assassination, was planned by yeah, Obadiah. Obadiah staying, yeah. And then, because of that, Tony promotes Killmonger to COO of Stark Industries. Killmonger says that one thing he always wanted to design as a kid was an automated combat drone. Which is their way of introducing basically a, the, a new Iron Man suit. There's like a little failure montage, but that leads to Tony wanting to make a miniature arc reactor, he comments on. But Killmonger says no because he says vibranium is better. Yeah. Uh, one thing I liked here is when he when they brought up the, the the suit, like the suit, the suit. Mach 1? Like, yeah, the, they brought up the suit thing. The projection, like a projection yeah. of what the suit. I'm blanking on the word, but and then Tony hologram. Stark, yeah, the hologram. Tony Stark looks at Eric Stevens, Killmonger, and is like, like gives him a questionable look, and he's like, "What? I like anime." That made me chuckle, and then he's like, "Well, we're gonna have a bunch of Gundam suits," and I was <laughs> like, "That was that." I yeah. like that part. The Gundam reference was very funny. Yeah. I, I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah. I agree. Good call out. That was very funny. And then when he says vibranium is better, Tony's like, well, where are you supposed to get vibranium? I don't have that. There's no vibranium. So then Killmonger obviously knows because he's work he's like has connections with Claw and the Black and Black Panther. He has the ring that his he dad has his gave ring him. his dad wears, which he did not reveal until that moment. Yep. As opposed to Black Panther where we always had it visible. They decide to use Rhodey to buy it. Buy it from Claw. Yeah, be the, the American liaison. Be the American liaison for the military and for Stark. And then at the purchase of what, like, that's supposed to go down, Black Panther, T'Challa shows up and, like, basically says, defeats everybody and then tells Claw, give me the vibranium. This isn't about you. However, Killmonger, then this is where he reveals this has been his plan the whole time, shows up behind, uses a stark electric taser. Those, those like, the, 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 that same thing they used to, it was a Stark Industries thing that stopped Incredible Hulk. Yep. So that's a very powerful tool, the, the, kind of the, Right, I saw a lot of people were complaining that this was like, what a weak thing that could take out Black Panther. It's like, no, it stopped Hulk. Yeah, it stopped. That's what Shuri used to stop Killmonger too. Right. So, so come on, people. Yeah. Like that was people that didn't realize it's, or remember yeah, it's from Stark the show. Tech. It's Stark Tech. It's been in the MCU multiple times. Absolutely. So, just little recollection. Like before you jump into it, like look, that wasn't a weak thing he was using because he does end up killing Black Panther with that, yeah. and then he kills Rhodes. And puts the taser in Rhodes' hands to cover it up. But yeah, he kills Rhodes with the Black Panther glove, I believe, right? Yeah. It's clear he's working with Claw. Then they go back to Stark's, because they still don't realize that Killmonger's bad yet. Or do we? However, uh, Stark reveals he made the combat drone with Jarvis's technology. Because it was recording that whole interaction yeah. and they recorded Killmonger killing Rhodes yeah. and Black Panther and all that and Stark locks him in there. Stark brings a drone in that they designed, one of their new like combat drones that they were supposed to be designing together to kill Killmonger himself. However, Killmonger takes the Dora Milaje spear that he originally told Stark, oh I got this souvenir for you, but he takes the Dora Milaje spear 
kills the drone, and then stabs and kills Tony Stark with it, which was intense. So he killed yeah. Rhodes, Black Panther, Tony Stark. Like, that, yeah. They're killing a lot of main characters throughout these What If episodes. It's pretty crazy, but you can't really do that in live action. Yeah. So that's one thing I really like about animated. It's, it's very cool. Um, Killmonger then... Tell, and they, he tries to tell the Stark Industries people in the U.S. military that the Dora Milaje came in and killed Stark. That's why he was killed with a spear. And then he tried to pass off that he wasn't the one to kill them. But then Pepper Potts is like, I don't know if I trust yeah. this guy. But they decide to trust him anyway. And then the military says, we are now seizing everything of Stark's because Stark's contracts say the military can seize it all. Killmonger and the army convince them to release an army of those drones onto Wakanda. But once they get there and reveal where Wakanda is, Killmonger kills Claw, similar to how he did in Black Panther, and brings Claw to the Wakandan royalty, T'Chaka, to T'Chaka and his aunt as well, and said, like, uh, the loyalty Wakanda thing, like, I brought these people here to prove to you I'm loyal to Wakanda. They decide to trust Killmonger, except Shuri, Shuri is the only one that's like, I don't know if I... Yeah. Like, just like Pepper Potts, like, I <laughs> Women's intuition. Exactly. And genius. Like, Shuri yeah. is the smartest person in the MCU, in my opinion. I don't know if that's a hot take, but I think Shuri's the, probably... Up. Yeah, she's up. probably... The, in my opinion, she's probably the smartest person in the MCU without I really superpowers. Hope there's, I really hope there's a what-if episode where Thanos snaps the other half, and we get to see, because we talked about this, they'd have Strange, they'd have Parker, the Shuri would be alive. They'd have Scarlet Witch. That, they yeah. win. <laughs> <laughs> Scarlet Witch wins everything. Um, I feel like Scarlet Witch was purposeful. Like, he didn't, that wasn't a random snap. Yeah. He got rid of Scarlet Witch. We're gonna Witch include the half of them. And, and make sure Scarlet Witch is part of that half. The person, yeah, the person who, uh, Held off five. Yeah, held off five. Jeez. Um, but yeah, so then because they decide to trust him, Killmonger tells them um, that the U.S. military is coming, but he tells them to let in the drones into Wakanda because their force field will be able to defeat them. Similar to how T'Challa lets in the Outriders for yep. the battle. Of, like, we can't take them. We can't take them all. We have to, to kind of bring them in. Um, Shuri says no, but it works. The force field, they close the force field after letting them in, and then the communication is disrupted, and they can no longer see them. But then Killmonger has, like, a switch, has like yeah. a switch, and he turns them back on by himself so that the U.S. military can't see what's happening, but, like, it's all there. Then they defeat the drones in their... Killmonger's, like, doing all this stuff, making it very clear, like, hey, look how good I'm doing. He saves the queen. Um... And after they defeat the drones, they pan out and the Watcher looks very sad and disappointed in the sky. Like, that was the first time I've seen his face where it doesn't really look super neutral. Like, he looks like he's extremely disappointed because Killmonger's plan's being successful. And he knows this is a universe that is not going well. Um, so I thought that was really interesting. I wanted to bring that up because, right. like, the Watcher to me is the most important in, character yeah. so far. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. He looked very concerned and like a neutral party shouldn't be concerned. Because of Killmonger saving the Queen and doing so well in battle, they make him the new Black Panther. When he drinks the, I've heard people call the heart-shaped fruit. The perp drank. Okay. I've heard people call it the heart-shaped that. herb. I feel uncomfortable calling it that. So the heart-shaped herb. Yeah. Um, drinks it. Then he goes into the spirit plane and he sees T'Challa yeah. and the former Black Panthers. Why not? And T'Challa uh, tells him that power unearned will get the best of you. I'm not sure the exact 
quote. It yeah. was a great quote. Yeah. Um, I should have written it down. But um, basically, the power that Killmonger has gotten now is unearned. And because of that, it'll come back to bite him or pay him back in some way. Basically, Killmonger doesn't care and continues moving forward. Yeah. Um, because he's very confident in himself. It's, I don't think, I think it's beyond, like, it's not just arrogance. Like, he's confident and he's very smart as well. So, he's planned this out and he does, I'm sure he thinks that the power is also deserved. Like, he doesn't think it's unearned. He believes it's deserved. Right. So, yeah, he's the new Black Panther. And they, we then get like a jump or time skip or whatever. Shuri and Pepper Potts. Shuri is in Pepper Potts' office and yeah. she's like, how'd you get in here? Shuri doesn't really answer the question. Yeah. And they both say, or Shuri says she doesn't trust Killmonger and she provides proof that Killmonger is the one that killed everyone. Pepper says, I knew it. And they decide that they're going to take him down together. So the next episode of the T'Challa, or what if Killmonger, Killmonger saved Tony Stark, the second one is going to be focused around Pepper Potts and Shuri, Shuri uh, taking him down, which means we might, might get to see Pepper Potts in some sort of armor like again. Rescue armor? Rescue armor. She could be like officially like rescue. Yeah. Um, so that'd be really cool. I, I like that idea. And uh, yeah, that was that was how the episode ended. So I like the potential rescue. Overall, I thought the episode was good, not great. Yeah. Kind of like slightly, like, okay, good. I would say it was slightly better than Zombies. Maybe like around the same as Zombies. Somewhere like okay. that. I don't know what you thought. Probably. But it was, was very similar to Captain Carter. It was the I same thought, yet yeah. different. Yep. They're almost like identical episodes. So my thing, I, that was my first thought was it was very, very similar to Captain Carter. It was a retelling of the movies. Like it was a retelling of Iron Man and Black Panther. The reason it was better is it's carried by the fact that Killmonger is such a good character. Right. Yeah. And it's Michael B. Jordan. It's, it's Michael B. Jordan, but the character Killmonger himself is just... yeah. Amazing. Very well done comparatively to what, what like, the comics Killmonger is. It's different, and it's brilliant, and... One of the best stories, one of the best costumes. One of the best villains. One of the best villains. Like, I, in my opinion, he's probably top two yeah. best Marvel villain. Yeah. Maybe not number two. Yeah. Um, I like him better than Thanos. It's just Thanos yeah. is cool. Yeah. And big. he's, like, a big bad versus a small bad. Right. But Killmonger is sick. And Michael B. Jordan's amazing. And so Michael B. Jordan has said he would come back and be Killmonger. So let's hope for a, a retelling. I would love to see the gold suit freaking Black Panther costume. I would have liked that. Yeah. Um, so I think... So we did a tier list last epi last podcast episode. Um, and then we mentioned yep, it was... You love, you love your lists. Especially you do your, your one every, every new episode. You do a different list. I didn't do one this time, though. You didn't? Nope. You didn't put it in your... Twitter top six. Nope, I didn't make one. So live right now, or are you? We can do one live right now. Okay. Um, you, so number know. one, A list, A tier, Doctor Strange and T'Challa. Okay. Um, four and two, four and two. Yep. Uh, no B tier. Nothing. Nothing that I would consider a B tier right Above now. average. C tier average. would be zombies and Black Panther. Uh, zombies and uh, Killmonger. Killmonger. Saving so okay. episodes five and six. Okay. And then episodes one, episode three, three uh, episode one is D tier, <laughs> which was the Captain Carter, and then okay. episode three is F tier. Okay, because that one was probably just like it wasn't even like good as a what if yeah. episode. I just I just really didn't like that one at all. Um, I would put it in the same tier as Captain Carter, I think, but because of how good the character 
Killmonger is is what puts moves right. it up that sure. tier for me. Um, so yeah, that's what I would say for my like official ranking. But I I like Killmonger so much. If you want to put it in B tier, that's fine. I just don't think it was a good enough episode yeah. to be that good because it was such a retelling. I think the next episode that's focused on Shuri is gonna be amazing. Shuri, Shuri. Um, I think that episode, different because I like Shuri. I like her a lot. Yeah. So and I like the actor in real life who she right. got hurt and yeah, Letitia Wright got hurt in filming. Um, Dedication. It's, exactly. That means she was going all out, yeah. and she went all out in the first uh, Black Panther, and she's just she's great. And the character is somebody that you could really. I mean, that's fans were saying make her the new Black Panther, which, which happens, which happens exactly. So she's awesome. So I'm all for that, and I think the next episode is going to be even better. It's uh, I think there's a few of these episodes that I don't think are turning out very great in episode one is because their next episode, the sequel, season one. In, yeah, because it's episode one and season one, and then the next their, the next part of that story won't happen until next season, I think that's when a couple of these episodes are going to get a lot better, sure. are these uh, storylines. Um, and I think this is just one of those ones where it had to build up this major story because the Shuri Pepper Pot storyline is going to step up one more. Yeah, I, I'm very excited for the Ultron one, because I hope the one oh. thing that Ultron... The, the best part about Age of Ultron was probably James Spader voicing Ultron. Yeah, like his a, voice was perfect. perfect for Ultron. Yeah. So, you know, I'm hoping, hopefully he's back. I'm not sure, but... I can do a quick check. Yeah, hopefully he's back as Ultron. Anyway, yeah, so I'm excited for the Ultron episode. Overall, we, we kind of broke down the episode, and there wasn't really a ton of, like, Easter eggs. It was similar to Captain Marvel. The Easter eggs were just a retelling. Yeah. So a lot of more callbacks than Easter eggs. Yeah. And I think Easter eggs are more, like signs of the future that they hide yeah so um like yeah to call it out to like right old writers or um just different objects that may not be like important in the future or yeah. but just like they're still a important piece of like the comic history so um because it did a retelling of the movies and because it like didn't really feel like it needed more time than the 30 minutes this time around i kind of just felt like it was over i was like okay yeah. yeah, that was good. Like yeah. I didn't really have anything more to add to it. It was just, it was just, you know, it was solid. Yeah. It was good. It was good. It was good. You know, it was good. It was fun. It was fun. Um, yeah, love Killmonger. Love Michael B. Jordan. So, uh, and love Shuri. So excited for the future of that. Similar to Captain yeah. Carter, I'm, I'm ex looking forward to it. It's not a bad enough episode to put me off, like episode three. It was just not good at all. <laughs> Hated it. I'm yeah. so yeah, strongly like I said, against my favorite. Three. My favorite part of that was just seeing that Incredible Hulk was is part of the MCU. That's the only part. Yep. So. Absolutely. That's all we got for the what if. So we can end it there. We've done all of our Marvel stuff. So we just have one last thing here, honestly. And it's a sneak peek. It's not a full segment. But we are planning like a kind of a big major segment that you know we got I, a couple I think, we got a I think couple, it's got potential to we got a couple marvel groups coming up that yeah. haven't been been out there we've got um we could recast it's not recasting or it's like it's a casting segment yeah it's all about casting heroes and villains for the future yeah so we we're taking some of our favorite actors and actresses and we're gonna give them their future role yep. in the mcu so we've got things like um the big ones we've got the x-men we've got the fantastic four um, in humans, uh, we've got recasting defenders. some of the defenders or yeah. all the defenders. Yeah. So we got, you know, we got those are just some of the groups. You know, Thunderbolts. We've gotten a couple of those. Guys, and he has Guardians that maybe haven't been said yeah. yet. A lot of uh, just like Spider-Man villains. Yes, yeah. yeah. Spider-Man's so such of, a big. Yeah. So 
We got a lot of groups coming up. So we just got a we just got a couple couple big names here. Yeah, um, we're gonna give you a, like a sneak peek of the the segment. But we have yeah we have four that we feel extremely strongly about that like this is who we would pick to cast this specific character, and we just feel like it's a perfect casting or a really good casting. Um, it's not necessarily that they look like the person in the comics. It's not like we might do gender swaps, race swap. It might be anything like that. It's not. A, we're not restricting ourselves to that. We think it's purely that actor could do a great job in that role, portray the, the character, or put their own spin on the it. Only, the only stipulation we're going to try to stick to is if the character is, say, gay or... Because um, I know Mar the Marvel wants to do that. So Marvel wants to do that, and yep. if, if we we fan cast that person we should stick to that marvel rules because they're gonna do it there so. is a gay character in x-men who is one of my favorite characters so i've said it before loki venom and iceman are my three favorite marvel characters iceman is gay and uh just a little heads up we're not gonna go over it this time but the actor that i casted and want him casted at is also gay it sticks with it and i think he'd be Perfect. Sure. I, I get giddy thinking about how good I think he would do. Um, and I like what he's been in before. And so, I, I don't know. I, uh, I'm i very excited to go over who I want to cast as Iceman. Um, That'd be X-Men when we get there. But, so, well, but because it, Marvel does want to stick with that, we're going to try to stick with that. So, we've got um, we got four, four people today. If they end up coming in to, like, if they're part of, say, these groups coming up, Inhumans, Defenders, whatever. We'll include them again, just mm -hmm. to feel like be like we referenced it in the past thing. So let's just. Uh, I got one right off the bat. I don't even need to look. All uh, right, let's see it. Norman Reedus. Yes. So we've. Uh, he's been asked this question: If you could be one player, one person, one character in um, the Marvel universe, who would you be? And he stated, "Well, I love, I love my bike. He's, you know, he's got ride with Norman Reedus, where he goes around and drives his motorcycle around." good on a motorcycle yeah and so that's something he's very comfortable with so another marvel character that uh rides around on a motorcycle is actually a, like a stunt a stunt guy right spider ham uh, spider ham yep uh johnny blaze ghost yeah. rider oh so um yeah i think that's perfect if you want to get norman Reedus into the mcu that's who we got johnny blaze or uh nicholas cage yeah but well, he's already Spider Noir. Can't. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I'm fine if they want one. to stick with the Robbie Reyes, but our number one definitely Norman Reedus as Ghost Rider as the Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider. I think is just perfect. Yeah. He he fits the character. I think the character shouldn't be that charismatic, even though Norman Reedus can be. But like he should be kind of like a dark, yeah, kind of relaxed vocals. Yeah. So I he's think not going to be Johnny Blaze a lot. He's going to be Ghost Rider a lot, right? It, which so it like, should be. Yeah. So he's going to be CGI face, flaming skull. We don't need another Johnny Blaze love story. We want Johnny Blaze to be part of Midnight Suns yeah, and fighting with Fisto, mm, yeah. fighting with Elsa Bloodstone. Like we want to yeah. see Ghost Rider. Yeah. Norman Reedus is should be Ghost Rider. So that's our first number two is one that we also very strongly agreed on and have agreed on for years. Who are we doing? Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. Modoc. Yeah. So I've been watching the Hulu Modoc show with uh, Patton Oswalt. Yeah, he's doing a great job. Right. Um, he actually does a great job with the voice. Like it just sounds really he's nice. He's also been in Agents of Shield. Um, he's in Agents of Shield. Right. Jim Carrey's vocal talent, like his voice acting, is amazing. But his face contort—he's also a good face contortionist, like similar to Alexander Skarsgård. Yeah. Like they're—they have—they're really good controlling the uh, muscles in their face. 
I think Jim Carrey as Modoc would be able to adjust to, so that the CGI would be even more realistic and perfect yeah. as Modoc, and his voice. And he'd be able not, to go like Doctor Robotnik, but yeah, evil. he doesn't always look like Modoc. Always doesn't look like that giant head, small body on a floating chair. Like he's a scientist for AIM. Mm-hmm. He does experiments on himself, on the people around him, and then eventually he gets this this giant head. You know, his brain expands. He gets telekinetic powers too, so he could even more so. Jim Carrey could play that scientist flawlessly and leaning into Modoc. Absolutely. And there is another character that I think Jim Carrey would be very good at that I don't know if we want to talk about this time. Leader. Leader. Oh, well, I mean, they got Samuel, Sam, Sam Stearns, that's his character name. They teased him in Incredible Hulk, so that, that guy could come back. Um, but if they were to recast exa- it, yeah. if they were to recast it, he'd be a great leader as I well. think Jim Carrey as leader would be. Yeah. Oh, so good. So, Jim Carrey is one actor I definitely want to see, and I think Modoc would be his perfect casting, but another good casting would be Leader. We got two left. Do you want to go over... Let's uh, let's end with this guy. Okay. Because we could say he could be be anything. This third person is one of my favorite overall actors. Yeah, we've Um, seen a mock-up, a couple mock-ups for him, too. Yes, as this character, even. Yeah. This is another guy I thought could play Leader, very well. I thought yeah. he could play Nightmare right. pretty well. Yeah. Mainly, I think he should be a villain. Cause I think Absolutely, yeah. He plays the villains. I think he could play the villain He's well. played Scarecrow. He played Scarecrow right. in Batman Dark Knight. Yeah. Uh, Cillian Murphy, yeah. who you guys, if you you might recognize him from A Quiet Place Part 2 recently. Peaky Blinders. Like from a recent Peaky Blinders. Uh, he was Scarecrow in Dark Knight. He was in the sci-fi cult classic In Time with Justin Timberlake and Amanda Seyfried. He's awesome. I really like him a lot, and I think as Doctor Doom, he would be absolutely just a a great twist on the character. Um, I liked Julian McMahon's Doctor Doom. I didn't think it was bad from the original Fantastic Four with Chris Evans. I I like Julian McMahon a lot, so I was actually a fan of that. But I think Cillian Murphy would have a... To a how? A how? Uh, yeah, I think he would absolutely kill it. And um, I think he'd kill it in any casting, honestly, if they gave it to him. But specifically Doctor Doom. It would be better than Fan Forstick. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, Guys, that dude was just exploding heads. Just... You need actors like him to develop a deep villain. And Doom is probably... For comic book fans, probably the number one Marvel villain. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's been a he's pain involved to everyone. in everything. Yeah. Not just Fantastic Four, Fantastic Avengers, everything. Been, yeah. You, Cillian Murphy. I think that's perfect casting. Yeah. Boss Logic has done mockups of it. Yeah. If you haven't looked, check it out. Maybe I'll send him a DM and see if he'll let me use it in the video. He, it's so good. Uh, and I think he would do the character justice. Yeah. He's one of those guys that. Is such a talented actor that you want him as a villain because you're better. Your act, your villain actors should try to outdo your main characters. Yeah, it's like Christian Bale. I think he's Heath Ledger. His, out, I mean, yeah, Heath Ledger outdid Christian Bale. Like yeah. you need the like Tom Hardy as Bane did an amazing job. Yeah. So they should at least be as good as your heroes. And I think Cillian Murphy would be able to match. And especially or, you're going to get, yeah. you're not going to, he's not going to be Doom the whole time, right? He's, he's going to be Victor, be Victor Von, Von, Victor Von Doom. Doom for probably a good chunk of the, good chunk of whatever the first movie he's movie. in. Yeah. yeah, I think he'll be able to match anybody. So if they do do a Fantastic Four, like the, the famous fan, 
fan casting of the Fantastic Four, John Krasinski. He'd, and fit, that, in so the, he'd fit in with that. He'd fit in with that. So uh, yeah. I'm all for it, and I want to see it. Sure. This last. Now this yeah. one, I wanted to end with this one because we've got a bunch of different we, fan castings, he, and we don't care. We don't. We just need him. Not yeah. only is he like the hottest commodity actor right now, maybe besides The Rock. Yeah. He is in a bunch of major shows. They tried to get him for Crypticon Minneapolis, yep. and he's just price tag was a bit high, but price tag, but price tag's high because he's a hot commodity. Exactly. And he can play any... We have, like, at least a dozen characters, I would say, that we could probably put him in. Yeah. Um, we'd probably want him to be a hero over a villain. Yeah, because you want him for multiple movies. But I think he could play a good villain. Absolutely. Um, but I would want him for multiple movies as well. Lock him in. Keep him away from DC if you yeah. can. But he's been on DC before. Has he? Yeah, he was the Man of Steel. Oh. Henry Cavill. Right. <laughs> yeah. Good. Thanks, Bars. Uh, Henry Cavill was... Uh, we believe he would be amazing the, the, in anything. Yeah. So, let's see. Let's do the... If we're going to do a villain. We got we got two minor villains. The number one villain I want yeah. him for. Mr. Sinister. Yeah. Because Mr. Sinister you could have for multiple movies. Yeah. For the Sinister Six. But, like, he would look the part. It yeah. just... And I think because if you've seen The Witcher, he could draw a little bit from that. But it would be like a charismatic Geralt. Yeah. It would just... I think him as Mr. Sinister would be my dream villain casting for sure. Henry Cavill. Um, and then we said Constrictor and Avalanche. Avalanche and Const Avalanche is like almost forgotten about, and Constrictor, like you you had to ask me who sure. it was. Yeah, it's, it's he's not popular. Constrictor's not popular. But if you were to include or try to make lesser known villains into known villains into modern day, I think he would be an amazing Constrictor. I think he would be able to play the part really well. Um, he has combat with weapon experience and yeah. acting, and I think he'd be able to handle it. Constrictor has, like, uh, blades, whip slash whips that he uses, so I think Henry Cavill would be able to do that really well. Yeah, I think Mr. Sinister, he'd, he'd look like Mr. Sinister. He might be too... He too might yoked. be too bulky. Uh, but, yeah, he's just, I know Mr. Sinister's make been it a work. huge pain in the ass to, like, the X-Men, so... He's, like, he looked pretty thin as Geralt. He just has broad shoulders. Oh, yeah. He has a smaller waist. Like, yeah. he has the triangle body, yeah. so... I think you... Because Mr. Sinister has tends to have large shoulder pads that he wears. Yeah. You could uh, hide it with costume sure. a little bit, but I think it would be perfect there. And then constrictor-wise, if he were to do something like that... He can wear a full, full body suit. He can wear a full body suit and probably rock it. Yeah. So, uh... And Constrictor uses vibranium ad and, and adamantium in a couple different versions. So if you wanted to introduce him in the X-Men, you could do that with adamantium. If you wanted to introduce him with Wakanda, you could do that. Or Sure. So Speaking of X-Men. Speaking of X-Men. Yeah. The hero casting for him. Yeah. yeah, two of them. Two of them. The big I, ones yeah. are Wolverine and Cyclops. Yeah, so My I cast would be Cyclops. Yeah, so I think he'd be a great Cyclops. So I think Wolverine... I think he's someone that has the pedigree to play Wolverine. However, he's about 11, 11. inches shorter. <laughs> yeah, he's about 11 inches taller, sorry, than what Wolverine was in the comics. So I so Hugh Jackman is quite tall. Yeah. I would like for them to go back into like the traditional short Wolverine. Right. Cyclops was tall and he was like him and Storm were the leaders of the X-Men. Yeah. Go back to like yeah, Hugh yeah. Jackman was tall. Should be a traditional Five like in in the comics, Wolverine's like five two. Yeah, like yeah, he's like very small. Yeah. And we we were talking about how Cyclops, Storm were like the basically the left and right hand men, women for Professor X. Yep. And then Wolverine was basically just 
the leader of the army. He's the yeah. first one into battle type of guy. Um, they kind of went differently in the more recent, like, Hugh Jackman style, just because of how well Hugh Jackman was received as Wolverine. Right. I want them to go with somebody shorter, which is why I would rather Henry be a uh, Cyclops. He would have to either wear extensions and, like, shave his face, or, and, like... Yeah. For Cyclops, you have to be clean-shaven and short hair. Yeah. So they could either yeah. change... Unless you're doing like, Age of Apocalypse Cyclops, but we're gonna stay away from that. Right. So you could either change how Cyclops looks a little bit, or Henry Cavill would just have to try to work his Witcher shooting around, right. like work it around that. <coughs> Couldn't Excuse. Have. But yeah, so I think he'd be better as Cyclops. There's other people I like as Wolverine, which yeah. I'm sure we'll get into. Right. Um, there's a couple actors that are closer to like five seven, five eight. Right. I would like them to be in it, and I think, I think so. Like James Marsden when he was confident against Wolverine. When people looked at... He was, like, looking at Wolverine. Yeah. Like, Hugh Jackman, like, looks at yeah. him. And it's just, like... Cyclops is supposed to feel like he's superior to Wolverine. Yeah. It's kind of hard to feel superior when Hugh yeah, Jackman's look looking at you. Yeah. The guy who's an incredible singer, yeah. looks like he's 20 years younger than he actually is, super tall, super ripped, and yeah. an incredible actor. And you're looking at him, and it's like, I'm James Marsden. I'm also an incredible singer, great looking, but this is Hugh Jackman. Yeah. So, like, it's just, it's just very hard. Cyclops is supposed to feel superior. Yeah, I would love to see... Um, I know that everyone's going to be worried about Wolverine. Like, everyone's going to be like... You have Wolver to fill his shoes. Yeah. So, but I do think, you know, Cyclops is the leader... Has always been the leader of the X-Men. So yep. I think... Uh, I they think need to be, go back to that. Yeah. And I think that's going to be tough to do. Because they're going to... Everyone's going to be surrounded by Wolverine. But if Wolverine isn't the leader, maybe it'll help... Like, yeah, he'll still get a lot of the focus because of Hugh Jackman. Right. And that, but, like, if you don't make him the leader, it takes the pressure off of that actor a bit. Right. Like... No, I'm not... Like, when he's asked, like, how do you feel about filling the shoes of Hugh Jackman? Right. Well, Hugh Jackman's character was the focus, while my Wolverine is more of a, te a secondary or right. tertiary character. Right. So, yes, Henry Cavill, make him a heavy focus of the yeah. more traditional Cyclops being the leader of the X-Men yeah, type Yeah, should be. Yeah. Agree. And lock him, lock him up. I know they said they don't really want to do contracts anymore, but, like, do it. Lock him up anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, which reminds me, that it makes me excited to cast... Storm, because I have people that I have somebody that I think is a perfect casting Professor X, but um, Storm makes me think who would I want as Storm? Right. There's one person I can think of right away, but I don't know if she'd be perfect for. Her. She's kind of she, she seems she seems like uh, eh, she might be good. Never mind. Yeah. And then obviously there's people that are already taken by Marvel that would yeah. also be good. It's like oh Tessa Thompson would be a great Storm. Yeah. Uh, uh, Scour Scourge the Executioner, Executioner would be a great Wolverine. Like, the guy who plays yeah. Billy Butcher. He's yeah. Yeah. And that's another thing. I was thinking, I was like, who would I want to play the Executioner? I was like, oh, they already used a yeah. great actor to play a small part and make yeah. Executioner small. Like, I was like, ah. Just that, that's, those are the four characters that we want to provide to you now. Henry Cavill as Cyclops. Uh, Jim Carrey as Modoc. Oh, there are two other ones, Cyclops. Or Henry Cavill. And Hyperion, which oh, is basically and Captain Britain was somebody. Yeah, that and we, Captain Britain. So either way, those those two as well. But yeah, if, if, you're, like, if, you're, if we're gonna assign one casting for each character or each actor right now, it would be Cyclops for Cavill, Modoc for Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey's rumored to be in Deadpool three, so we'll have to see what that is. Ooh, too. I didn't yeah, hear that. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah, I love Jim. Yeah, Carrey. Jim Carrey's rumored to be in cool. Deadpool three. Cool. I saw that somewhere. 
Um, and then we said Norman Reedus, Norman as, Reedus as Johnny Blaze and Cillian Murphy as Doctor Doom. Yep. If you're gonna potentially list like a secondary or third options, obviously Jim Carrey the leader, Henry Cavill as Captain Britain or Hyperion or Mister Sinister, yeah. uh, Cillian Murphy as Scarecrow. <laughs> Scarecrow. I mean, you could really. Honestly, you could do anything. I can't remember who I said though. Cillian Murphy as also as leader or nightmare was the nightmare, nightmare would be good. Cillian Murphy as nightmare would be the secondary choice, and then Norman Reedus. We don't have a second choice. Yeah, there's really no Just no one. Ghost needed. Rider. Yep. Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider. Yep. Otherwise, to have him come in as Daryl Marvel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're um, taking you know I mean the pedigree of the Walking Dead actors speak for themselves and that's so. another that's another thing i should say we're gonna try not to take like a, every character from a favorite like we don't want like michonne's already in it or the character the yeah. person that plays michonne, michonne lauren ridloff she is already in it so like taking more norman reedus it's like yeah we also want andrew lincoln andrew would be lincoln, great yeah. so we'll try not to overload marvel with the same show you gotta think characters. though marvel and game of thrones they got Kit Harrington. They got Richard Madden. Amelia they got Clark's Amelia supposed Clark. to be coming in, so they do it too. Exactly. So we'll try so not to, but if it happens, it happens. No promises, because there's a few shows out there that I'm a fan of. Yeah, great shows breed great actors. So. I will say there are a couple shows already that I have taken at least two actors from the same show. Yeah. And if you want an extra spoiler, Once Upon a Time, The Umbrella Academy. So The Walking Dead and The Walking Dead. Yeah, there's more. There's more from The Walking Dead. There'll be more. And Nickelodeon. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Yeah, the Henry Danger Show. <laughs> yeah, so... Miley Cyrus. Ariana Grande. Wizards of Waverly Place. Selena Gomez. Yeah, all of them. We're gonna bring all those Disney Channel kids in there. Uh, but yeah, so... We'll try not to do that. Other than that, uh, that is everything we have. We'll give you a little sneak peek of what that segment is going to be like. We're going to... have to think of a flashy name. We'll think of some flashy name. If we can't think of one, help us. We need that. Please. Please help. Please. Please. Uh, yeah, we need... If we need help. Help. Uh, yeah, come up with something. Uh, we'll try to come up with something. But yeah, let us know if we want to think of like a name for that segment. But... Primarily, let us know if you have any. Like, is there any actor that you've ever watched that you're like, man, they would make a terrific vulture. Oh, vulture's taken. Well, they would make a terrific electro. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll recast electro. Like, electro's taken. Yeah. Electro's, electro's not in no way home. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so if you can think of somebody or if you have like a like a character that you loved in the comics that uh, you've always wanted that hasn't been casted, and you're like, man, they should just cast this person. You know, they didn't really do Rogue justice the first time. They yeah. should do more traditional Rogue. You know who would make a tradition, a great yeah. Rogue? Or tell us to cast them. We'll cast or, them. Yeah, or if you just like can't think of somebody, and you're like, hey, who would you cast as your pyro? Something like that. Let us know in the comments. Let us know on Twitter. We have been getting a lot more interaction on Twitter than on YouTube. So we would definitely appreciate some comments on YouTube. Um, but if you prefer Twitter, let us know there. It's at uh, Glacier Gamble and at JJ Jaffa Plain. And um, yeah, let us know. And if you like this segment and liked this video, then show that by not smashing that like button. Because you got to take her home to father. Smash Hit like lightly like post prom <laughs>
yeah, and then subscribe if you enjoy, if you want to see some more, because uh, we'll definitely be coming back, even if you don't want us to. So <laughs> turn on those notifications to be like, God, they posted again. <laughs> and uh, we will be here just waiting. The same spot. We're not going to move. Nope, never. We don't move. <laughs> I have terrible stomach issues and having not gone to the bathroom in tell. over a week. Yeah. 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 Call me Gardner Minshew. They don't know who that is. You don't know who that is. If you're watching this, if you watch the sports segment, you get that reference. <laughs> if you don't watch sports, you're like, who's Gardner Minshew? Is that a superhero? <laughs> He's a superhero to Jacksonville. He's not in Jacksonville anymore. He was. In Philly, I think. Well, he, they have Jalen Hurts. He was a superhero to Jacksonville. Was. He's my superhero. Maybe I'll cast Baker Mayfield as someone. Uh, anyway, thanks again for watching. We will see you next week. If we don't see you next week, I will miss you. But uh, we hope you come back. So, thank you. That's more than you say to me when I leave. Oh, well, yeah, it's because I say goodbye to you physically. Oh. <laughs> anyway, thanks again. You were very appreciated. GG. G. G.